Hey everyone, wife here. So husband and I, but mostly husband, have been trying a new idea um, with some live Twitch streams. So here is some of the audio from some of his new streams. This is a work in progress, so fair warning, the sound levels and quality aren't quite up to our usual standard, but we are working on it. So, without further ado, here's Husband and TCG Rollout talking about characters for the Transformers game. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am the husband half of House of Random's Thoughts, and you can see down at the bottom of the overlay there, but I am joined with a special guest, Landon from TCG Rollout, and we've been reviewing extensively all of the Transformers TCG cards since it officially released this week. We've already run through all the battle cards, and now we're getting on to the main course, the actual Transformers themselves. So we're starting off with a pretty spicy one with RC. And one that seems, based on the way the sales are going, as in eBay prices and who sold out of singles, seems to be pretty popular. So are you a big fan of RC? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I figured you might be. <laughs> so, RC is ridiculous. So for those out in audio land, we're gonna, I'll run through everything quickly on her and for all the character cards because you know, there's a lot of stuff to take in. She's a specialist. In her bot mode, she's a 191 attack health defense, and she has Pierce equal to her attack, whereas her alt mode is a motorcycle specialist, and she's a 291, and when you flip to that mode, repair one from each of your characters, and she's five stars. So she squeezes into a lot of builds. Yeah, that's one of the best things about RC and Flamewar, is that they're five stars. Often you'll be building, and it's like, oh man, I've only got five stars left, and I can't fit in this... You know, third character I want, but RC and Flame War are great additions. Yeah. Well, RC specifically even fits in as not just a, oh, by the way, I got five stars to fill it out. She could spawn builds on her own because going all in on RC against certain builds, so say tanks, where they have high defense but not a whole lot of health in some yeah. instances, you could just take somebody out one shot if you can load her up enough. Yeah. The, R RC is in my opinion, one of those characters that comes in in the clutch moments. Yes. You know, you need to get this knockout. They've loaded up on defense. You're not sure how you're going to do this. Oh, grenade launcher on RC. Let's swing for five. Or right. Four. <laughs> now, five. I'm, I'm curious long-term how... Is she going to get multiple swings in? She only has one defense. She only has nine health. Not exactly the sturdiest transformer in the world. Is it enough to justify that one attack, or do you think she's surviving multiple attacks and she can do that grenade launcher play or whatever it shakes out to be multiple times? She's an interesting one, because do I target RC or do I target a bigger threat? Mm. Well, she, is, you know, she has a pretty big bullseye as far as threats go. Like, she, she is a big threat, but you know it takes a lot to get her to massive amounts of damage, where if, let's say, she's paired with a Optimus Prime, okay, Optimus Prime is doing a massive amount of damage without that ability. Mm -hmm. And he's got a lot of stuff he can do. Do I target down Optimus, or do I target down RC? Right. I think in my 
I mean, this scenario, it's tough to say, yeah, I'm definitely picking RC because there's so many variables of what the matchup is, what's left on the board, is, what turn is it. But yeah. I feel like RC, both by virtue of her low health and her potential explosiveness, has to go very quickly. Like, she has to be a priority target, even in light of the other ones. Uh-huh. Just because otherwise, it's not that... It's a one-card combo, we'll call it, her and Grenade Launcher, and you can chunk somebody pretty hard. Yeah. So I, I think you're going to see a lot of, in general, you, the people out there, you're going to see a lot of RC across a lot of different teams because, as Landon was describing, she squeezes in there pretty easily. Yeah, my, my whole thing with her is I, she's not your first attacker. You're not going to be attacking with her anytime soon. Absolutely. So how many attacks is your opponent really going to use on her compared to your other characters? And by the time she's vulnerable, how much damage can they really do? Right. Well, if it's a, as we were talking about briefly before, if it's a Dinobot deck, maybe they're flipping half their deck onto the table and, you know, they, they can just, yeah, <laughs> just right. bite her in half. But uh, <laughs> we'll have to see how that shakes out. She's definitely going to be a threat in... I don't know. I, I expect to see a lot of RC ultimately. And she's a specialist, yeah. which keys into uh, what you had brought up when we were discussing the battle card. There are a lot of important upgrades that key off of being a specialist. Yeah, the, that multi-tool, multi-mission gear are insane. And RC, who can fit in most decks, can definitely take advantage of those. Yeah. So we'll uh, move on from RC. Whoops. Go to Cosmos. So this guy definitely created a big splash, uh, and he's a character from the comics that, I, I'll be honest, I didn't give a damn about Cosmos before the comics. Like, there, were, there were a lot of characters that, yes, they were Transformers, so I cared. And it's, oh, I, I have the Cosmos toy on my desk right now. I'm looking at him. Here, here he is, everybody. Because of the comics. I love the character in the comics. He's a really fun character. Um, spoiler alert. He teams up with Soundwave, which makes it even more awesome. <laughs> so, uh, but the card itself, it's 11 stars. That's a lot. He's a spaceship yeah. specialist. In the alt mode, he's a 121-1. And when you flip to this mode, scrap all cards from your hand, then draw that many cards. Okay, well, why would you want to do that? Well, here's why. In his bot mode, specialist 221-1. When you reshuffle your deck while this is attacking, KO the defender if it has 12 stars or fewer. I guess he, he makes his own deck, because he kind of has to at 11 stars. <laughs> yeah, like he'll take up most of your team, so you kind of get gotta build the deck around him. Of course. He, I actually really like him. I know, I think opinions on him, and this is me just trying to read the room over the internet, but it seems like the opinions on him are very skewed, where... Either you think he's too much effort to work with because of the star cost, because of you know the, the way you have to build your deck, or people are all in on him and they're like, this card is ridiculous. So where do you fall in there? This is the type of card that people will write off in the beginning, and then someone will figure out a particular build that works and show up to a major tournament, win it, and then everyone starts playing Cosmos, but they're all, like, not performing well. And then he starts slowly falling off again, you know? And yeah. he just picks up rise every time someone shows up with one of those unique builds and pulls it off. And then everyone wants to try, and then people figure out how to counter that unique build, you know? Like, 
Well, speaking of counters, one of the obvious ones, aside from, oh, we'll try and win before Cosmos shreds you, is mm-hmm. he can't KO the rare Optimus or the rare Megatron. Very true. Because they are 13 stars. So if your deck is all in on Cosmos, and I think that may be why a lot of people are leaning towards both Nemesis and Cosmos, A, they feed into each other's abilities because they want the same thing, but yeah. also Nemesis then gives you an out because otherwise if you may run into a brick wall and you're unable to deal with that 13-star character. Yeah. But in general, I'm in agreement with you. I like this guy. I think he's going to see play. I think the deck kind of builds itself. Mm-hmm. Play a bunch of card draw. Play a, a bunch of white pips. Get yeah. through as quick as you can. And then just start KOing people. Do you have partners in mind for Cosmos already? or I did have a list. Let me see if I can get my spreadsheet. Because uh, it was... I mean, the obvious one, as we discussed just a moment ago, was the... Uh, the Nemesis pairing, because then it does cover yeah. that other weakness. You are looking for that other option. Now, where is my... Oh, I know, no. Am I, I know my uh, Cosmos video I did a long time ago, mm-hmm. I made a team and suggested a team. I honestly forget who I picked, because as cards get revealed, I'm like, oh, will this work? Oh, will this work? You know, mm-hmm. constantly trying to figure out what team will actually work. But Nemesis Cosmos seems to be on the rise in popularity. Yes. There are lo- the people who are advocating Cosmos, I, it, it kind of feels like he's a tag-along. People want to play Nemesis, and it's like, oh, well, I'll just throw in Cosmos. It does the same thing. Sort of the yeah. same thing. I actually want to try it out with a number of the cards that care about white pips, since you obviously want to be playing white pips to help cycle yeah. faster. So maybe with Hound, if I remember correctly, and we'll find out when we get to him, he's the one that lets you draw cards for White Pips. So it gives you something to additionally help cycle the deck faster. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's necessarily going to be better, because although Cosmos is a damage sponge, he still only has one defense in either mode, so you're still going to be eating a lot of damage. Yeah. 21 can go faster than you think it will if you're not preventing a lot of it. Yeah. Maybe this is where reinforced plating or, you know, something like that, those defensive upgrades come in to try and keep them alive. Or maybe decide, somebody decides to make the heroic sacrifice with heroism and just stand in front so Cosmos can do meteor fall and just crush people. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. I think this deck yeah. is a thing, and it's probably only going to get better as we get more and better card draw or more and better ways to keep them alive. Yeah. So uh, I guess enough words about the Cosmos. Hound is our next one. Uh, so he is the one that I was talking about that draws cards for, for White Pits. He's a truck. He is melee. And in his alt mode, he's a 4-12-1 for eight stars. When you flip to this mode, you may scrap a card from your hand that has at least one White Pip if you do draw two cards. I'm curious, the, and I don't have the rules literally in front of me, but if there was a card with double White Pips, do you flip four extra because it is the first one revealed? Uh, from the understanding of the rules currently, no. It is because it, you'll see the first one. Yeah, it's just when one is flipped, you flip two extras, and that's it. Because I wasn't It doesn't sure. matter that you flip more. So I would imagine that unless they change those rules, which they are open to and could create some interesting plays, mm-hmm. but yeah... Just like this, if you scrapped a card with two white battle icons, you wouldn't draw four cards. 
it's still right. ruling drugs too. Well, this specifically references, so it says at least one. The reason why I was thinking ruling-wise that might work is because technically you're revealing the white pips once, so it's on the first card. But yeah. this is all hypothetical because there are no cards with double white pips at this point. So yeah. in any case, that so he lets you draw cards in alt mode. In bot mode, he's a 4-12-2. If he attacks, or when this attacks or defends and you flip it, that and you flip your first white pip this turn, it gets plus one, plus one, plus one attack, plus one defense. I really like Hound. I think he's going to be important for that truck deck if it's a thing. And as I said, he could help Cosmos out. Yeah, no, he's a really good kind of generic character. He's got decent stats. He's got decent abilities that can really help out. And he doesn't really suffer anywhere for eight stars. The problem I see with him is I don't know if the generalist role like that is a thing that you want. So while it's important, like you said, it's eight. It's kind of middle of the road on everything. If you're not playing whitepips.deck, do you... You could probably find a better use for those eight stars, I think. Yeah, that's really the question. Can you find a better use for eight stars? And I I don't know. Yeah. You know, I, it really depends on your strategy. It depends on what you're wanting. Hmm. But I I don't want to skimp out on the fact that Autobot Hound for eight stars can get up to three defense and five attack. That is pretty significant. Yeah. It does require that build. I mean, yes, obviously everything is probably going to run some amount of white pips, but you yeah. really want to load up on it to guarantee this. And it also is one of the few cards that does something while defending also. Yeah. Which is important to note. Uh, so I think Hound has some potential. Of the white pips ones, I think he is my favorite, although the other ones, there are flashier ones that we're going to get to shortly. Uh, yeah. But I just like Hound because of the card draw. Uh, I, did, I did want to point out the FAQ made a very good point. It says it in the card text, but even I kind of overlooked this part, is his bot mode ability only works when it's the first white battle icon you flip in a turn. So if you're, all your opponent's characters are attached and you've got a couple and you attack with someone else first, it won't matter that Autobot Hound flips that white battle icon. He has to, it has to be the first one you flip for the whole turn. That's a good point. It's a good thing to keep in mind because that will definitely catch people in sequencing, which is a lot of this game is making sure you're appropriately sequencing your plays. Yeah, order of operations is huge in this game. Absolutely. Uh, So our next one is Autobot Jazz, another card that cares about white pips. He is a leader, which is relevant. Uh, He's a car, melee, 310-0 in alt mode for six stars. When this defends against an enemy that doesn't have pierce and you flip at least two white pips, this can't take more than two damage this attack. So we have a sort of scrapnel. Yeah. Uh, and then the bot mode, he's it's still a leader, melee, three ten zero again. When this attacks and you flip at least two white pips, it gets pierced two until after the attack. Yeah. That is, I don't recall on the other cards whether they say until end of turn instead of until after the attack. That's a little odd. It is generally until end of turn, so it's a little weird that they change it for this. I'm wondering why they changed it. That's exactly where I was going with it, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if it's an artifact of maybe you used to be able to do stuff after you could attack, you know, in an earlier iteration of the game, or if yeah. there, there is going to be an end step window where you could theoretically do something down the line. 
Yeah. We'll have to see. But what it, I like this guy in general mostly for the uh, alt mode ability. Yeah, and that alt mode ability is awesome, but it's going to be difficult to pull off, and I don't like all the conditions. If it was just the one condition of flipping two white battle icons, sure, I can deal with that. And on top, your opponent has to not have pierced, and with how good piercing blaster is, mm-hmm. it's one of those things of, oh, they've got a jazz. Let me just get my piercing blaster, throw it on my big guy, Swing in and hope for a one-hit knockout. Exactly. He notably he is a leader car, but I feel you're probably not including Jazz if you're playing cars. Jazz wants that, or a different maybe a different version of cars that's leaning into those white pips to get these triggers. Mm-hmm. But so maybe him and Mirage. But uh, I don't know. I'm not super hot on Jazz. So let's yeah, he's yeah. I I. I I agree. I had a lot of people comment saying that I should have talked about him in my Autobot Mirage deck idea, mm-hmm. um, which we'll get to soon. Yep. So don't want to spoil too much, but I I don't like it because there's so many conditions for him. Yeah, uh, I think you're absolutely right. There's and ultimately you're going to have better options with other cards, really. Yeah. Uh, at least at this point. So speaking of Mirage, Autobot Mirage, Car Melee, four twelve two. For nine stars, when you flip to this mode, you may play an action on his alt mode. Mm-hmm. And now for his bot mode, he's ranged 512-2, and when this attacks for the first time each turn, and you flip at least three white pips, untap this. Yeah. The, obviously, this is the more flashy white pip-centric car uh-huh. uh, compared to Hound. I Like I said before, I personally prefer Hound, but that, I think, because of what I want to do with it. But it sounds like you already have a build in mind, and I'm sure a lot of other people out there do too. Well, when I originally saw this card, I was like, oh my goodness, as soon as I can, I'm going to build a deck with nothing but white battle icons right. and see what ridiculousness I can get into. And now we have the full set, and it turns out that we are four cards short of being able to do this. <laughs> really? There's like 12 white battle icon cards in total, all of them, in the whole set. There's 12 different cards. And three of, of each, that's 36 cards of the 40 minimum. That feels like it's close enough to, to make this happen consistently. I, I agree, but there's always that chance yes. that you will hit you know, those cards during one of his attacks. I'm curious to know if that was intentional. Like, if there was a card at the last second or a couple cards at the last second that they changed from orange, or excuse me, from white to something else to break I, that right now and then let it happen later. I could definitely see that. I'm definitely, like, when I build this deck, I'm thinking, okay, what upgrades can I play to get them out of my deck right. so I can actually get this working? Uh-huh. But... Uh, so, I actually want to partner Autobot Mirage with Autobot Hound. Makes sense. Because I think that makes sense. And then I've got eight stars left over. And people were saying Jazz could fit that. And then I've got two stars left over that I can't do anything with. But I'm just not sure if Jazz is the right fit. Yeah, I, I don't think he does enough. And I don't think you need to go all in on at least the characters for the white pips for this strategy. At yeah. that point, it, I, there's plenty of things you could fill those other stars in with, and it doesn't well, necessarily have to be jazz. 
My next idea is Chromia, who's got some white battle icon stuff, too. And right. her, she's more about recovery and drawing, which I really like. Yeah, and she's actually coming up shortly, but she is one of my... one of the cards I really like. And it's not a character that I particularly care about, but I like the uh-huh. card a lot. Um, yeah. Not necessarily just in all white pip decks, although obviously you're going to want it there. Um, yeah. But... It, also because she has all these unique effects, but we'll go over her in a minute. Um, mm. Any other thoughts on Mirage before we move on? I just want to point this out. With this Autobot Mirage ability, you will guarantee yourself, if you hit it every time, you will do more attacks than your opponent, and there will be that moment at the end when all their characters are tapped that you get a couple attacks off extra. And that's where Autobot Mirage will really come in handy. Right. That makes sense. And kind of exactly what he needs to be able to do, or otherwise, what are you investing for? Exactly. <laughs> of note, he is ranged in his bot mode, uh, in case anybody really wants Rapid Ascent, which, mm-hmm. given the card art and the name, it always feels weird to put it on like a car. But I <laughs> guess they're, they're jumping off something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah. it is something you could do if you really wanted to, although it would mess with your white pips. Maybe Ooh, that's another, one of your four cards. Another fun play is to play uh, something like Roll Out or Start Your Engines and flip all of your characters from bot mode to alt mode mm-hmm. because Autobot Mirage would give you the ability to play an action. Yep. So you get to flip everyone and get all their flip effects and still play another action. Yeah. So... It's definitely going to be interesting whether the, I guess, the default card deck overtakes a, whether Mirage, I guess, is a card deck or not. Yeah. Uh, or since it's a card that wants you to play such a different play style from the way cars are pushing you otherwise. It definitely, I can appreciate that there are all these different play styles integrated into the set. Mm-hmm. So uh, the next one goes to a totally different deck, and that's Insecticon. So we got Mirage. He is an Insecticon. He's melee. He's a 3-11-2 for 7 stars in alt mode. When you flip to this mode, one of your characters gets Pierce 2 until end of turn. So his bot mode is ranged, so he swaps from melee to ranged. He's a 5-11-1. While this is attacking a damaged enemy, it has Bold 2. Mirage, er, Mirage. We just talked about Mirage. Barrage brutalized me in my release event. Just because my opponent was able to, I think he either, uh, I forget whether he played Zap or he played Plasma Burst, but one of those, and then just loaded up Barrage and went to town. I think Barrage might be the best Insecticon because he relies the least on Insecticons. That's fair. He He can be splashed into the most amount of decks and do well in the most amount of decks, where a lot of the other Insecticons, they need another Insecticon to do something. Well, I mean, Scrapnel is going to be, before anybody else says it, because I know it was coming, Scrapnel, comparatively, you could just sit, park him in his one mode, and then just, you know, let him soak, essentially. Um, yeah. And just ignore the Insecticon half, but you are cutting yourself off from half the card by doing that. Yeah. So, it, I just wanted to put that out there because obviously a bunch of people are going to jump in and immediately say that one. But, yeah, he, I agree with you. And he, he hits pretty hard. Mm-hmm. 
Like, if you assume he has a seven attack in his bot mode, or you're giving pierce to other members of your team, you know, you can seriously put the hurt on your opponent very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I really like Barrage. He is part of the uh, four wide team, so he's going to show up there as well. Definitely. Like RC, you're going you're gonna to see Barrage, so be prepared for him. <laughs> Stock up on Raid or whatever your choice is. Now, Bombshell, yeah. comparatively, uh, I really liked him initially, but, yeah, I don't think he's really going to see much. But Bombshell... He's got... Oh, God. He's got solid stats. Well, that's exactly why. The four defense, yeah. so he's a he's an, a melee Insecticon in alt mode, three ten four for eight stars, versus in bot mode, he's a five ten two Insecticon melee, no text box. Like, yeah. The four defense felt great. But, I mean, and he, he hits pretty hard in bot mode, but the star cost, because all of the other Insecticon cards push you to go wide and you can't do a four Insecticon team with him, well, he's just limited. You, you can, but it's only one team that you can do. Can it's Bombshell. Yeah, it's Bombshell, Chop Shop, Ransack, Kickback. Okay. Yeah. That is the only team you can do for wide Insecticon with Bombshell. Okay. I stand corrected. It, uh, I mean, maybe I, I really do like the stats on him. That's what sold me on it. I don't know if it's going to be enough to carry the day for him. Yeah. So we'll have to see how he shakes out. I mean, just being a stat blocker is not a whole lot to say about him. So we'll move on to Legendary Warrior Bumblebee. We have to clarify because there's like a thousand of them. Uh, he's a leader car melee, 4-15-1, for 10 stars in alt mode. When you flip to this mode, this character can attack untapped enemies as though they were tapped. In bot mode, he's a leader in melee, 5-15-1, and while he's your only character on the battlefield, he has plus 2 attack and plus 2 defense. I mentioned it earlier, I really want to build a deck and I'm titling it Dickhead Bumblebee, because he's just sending everyone out to die in front of him. So that he can power up and go to town. Yeah, Bumblebee is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. So do you, we brought up a bunch of times, hate to make you repeat yourself, but you want to build that all Bumblebee team, right? Of course. Yeah. It's. Like, <laughs> I think it has to happen. I don't see why people wouldn't want to build this. It may not be top tier, but... This is going to be hilariously amazing. <laughs> now, this starter Bumblebee is not exactly lighting the world on fire. But the other two Bumblebees, this one and uh, the other one that is escaping me, what rarity is. Courageous Scout is yeah. a comp, I believe. Yeah. Like, they're not, yeah. this one's obviously really good, and, the, and Courageous Scout is not bad. I, I think Courageous Scout is actually the weak link of these three Bumblebees. You think so? Yeah. Well, we'll uh, go over him in more detail when we get to him, but do you foresee putting this Bumblebee on other teams? Yes. I, I know 10 stars is a lot for cars, but mainly that alt mode ability, being able to attack characters that your opponent is trying to protect by not tapping them is huge. Yeah, I think all the support that cars have gotten in general, because there are so many, because there are so many cards to help them, they have the most options and can adapt to new metas the most. So maybe you don't typically run this Bumblebee. You know, your, your regular configuration yeah. is whatever. 
but it turns out that this other team that's showing up has a utility character that they really want to protect all the time. Well, guess what? Like Bumblebee, RC. Yeah. Guess what, Bumblebee? You're coming off the bench and you're starting because that guy's got to go, whoever it happens yeah. to be. Uh, and then he just puts in work. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. Uh, I, this guy, I really like it. it. He's another leader, so when Matri- the Matrix shows up, you got that going for you as well. There's there's not a whole lot of downside outside of the stars for this guy. Yeah, and the one defense. Yeah. Although I guess if you do that, do the uh, terrible leader Bumblebee, he'll have three defense. <laughs> he's just sending all his troops out to uh, their untimely demise. Yeah. So uh, speaking of Bumblebee, so this is the other one, or one of the other ones, Courageous Scout. In alt mm-hmm. mode, he's a car specialist, so specialist tag being relevant. 5102, when you flip to this mode, draw a card, then put a card from your hand back on top of your deck. It's not a May-like data pad. He is nine stars. Now, in his bot mode, he's only a specialist, six Ted 2, and when this attacks or defends and you flip at least two white pips, flip two more battle cards. So basically, you, you get to count your second white pip. Mm-hmm. And Now, I kind of like this guy. The, the attack stats are decent, um, maybe not necessarily for that star cost, you get to rig your combat step a little bit with the alt mode, but you actually prefer the starter one over this guy? Yeah, I find his health to be lacking. That's true. And that bot mode ability is helpful, but like yesterday in my draft, I actually played this Pumblebee, mainly because of the specialist tag, and that bot mode ability helped out occasionally, but it never like sealed the deal or anything like that. I would imagine so, it's pretty close to a a blind text box in that mode for most of the, most of the time. Slightly, yeah. It, or it would just cause me to scrap more of my cards. Now, you said in your Mirage build you only had eight spare stars, so you could not run this guy. And I wouldn't want to, because he would just be flipping more white battle icons. Right. So. And uh, it, I only bring it up to see where else he could try and squeeze in. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, that triple Bumblebee team, he's going to be there for novelty. Other than that, I'm not expecting to see him a whole lot. He'll let me play multi-tool and multi-mission gear, so yeah. that's what I'm looking forward to with him. Right. So then we'll move on. I actually shifted the starter cards and the promo cards to uh, in a section towards the end, so we're moving on to Chop Shop. Oh, okay. Uh, just because I had to have them separately labeled in my uh, the directory I have for Ops. So, no worries. Um, he's an Insecticon, he's melee, he's a 492 for six stars. When you flip to this mode, scrap all upgrades on this character. For each one, scrap this way, draw a card, and repair one from one of your Insecticons. And you can split that up. Uh, in his bot mode, he's a melee Insecticon also, 491. And when this attacks, you may move an upgrade from one of your other characters to this one. So you can go steal a weapon from one of your other guys and power him up if you wanted. Or I guess an armor, because then you're, you know, walking out there not so naked. Yeah. I don't know, like, I want this to be exciting. I, it goes back to our healing discussion from earlier. Does it mm-hmm. matter? Will you hit a break point by scrapping three upgrades and healing three? Because that's a big card investment. With scrap, no, you definitely will. Right. It's, uh... I like him. He's also potentially part of that, uh, or going to be part of that four wide. 
I, I don't know if there's more to say about him from there. Any other thoughts on him? Uh, when we first saw him, he was very exciting, mm-hmm. and all the possibilities rushed through my head. And the more I've seen of the game, the less excited I've got about him. And why? Swap, swap parts might make him better, but it's just going to take so long for his bot mode ability to get upgrades on him to use his alt mode effectively mm-hmm. that I don't think it will matter by that point. Even if you... Okay, so you play an upgrade on him, you attack for a turn. Next round, you play another upgrade on him and flip. You're getting three, you know, three health off of only using two upgrades. That third one you just attached and got rid of. Right. I don't know. It's a little clunky to me. Well, it also opens him up because it's when he attacks, he gets to steal it. Yeah. So now he's out there to get attacked as opposed to, well, you wanted everybody to charge into Scrapnel. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it, I, I feel as though, for the most part, he's just a body, and every mm-hmm. once in a while you'll get something out of it. Or at yeah. least that's the way I've been looking at him. Because I agree, yeah. initially it was, oh, well, what are we going to see? But now it's, okay, well, he's just an Insecticon. He's a low star cost. It lets me do stuff. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll have to see if somebody comes up with something wild for it. Yeah. Uh, the next one's Chromia, which we referenced earlier. She's also another specialist, a motorcycle, a 4.11.2 for eight stars. When you flip to this mode, return a card that has at least one white pip from your scrap pile to your hand. Whereas in bot mode, she's a leader specialist, 4.11.0, and when it attacks and you flip at least two white pips, draw two cards. So I really like her mostly for the recursion effect, to be perfectly honest. Um, mm-hmm. Are you seeing that you're going to run her anywhere else? Yeah, I'm thinking this might be the third character for Autobot Mirage, Autobot Hound, Chromia. Makes sense. Uh, I also played her in the draft yesterday. Luckily, the guy next to me pulled Cosmos and Chromia, so he had to pass one of his rares, and I got Chromia. Okay. So, and as a specialist, it's awesome. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. Getting to play extra cards and all that stuff with those multi-upgrades. Yeah. I, so I, I really like her. I find it interesting that she's a leader in one mode and not in the other, though. That is weird. That yeah. I guess all of a sudden, I guess her Hollow Matter avatar that's shown up there just isn't quite given the inspirational speeches required. Um, <laughs> she is a, compared to, say, RC or Flame War, higher start cost, bigger stats. Uh, she's a little bit of a glass cannon in bot mode. Yeah, um, but you have to go there at some point to get the recursion effect. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting how much of a bullseye she paints on herself when that happens. Like yeah, what I like overall. What I like about playing her with Mirage and Hound is that I really want those guys just to stay in their bot modes, mm-hmm. so I can just use every turn to flip her, and so every other turn I'm recovering a card from the scrap pile. And that that's completely reasonable. Uh, yeah. And Coincidentally, rapid conversion is also a white pip, so yeah, you can also force some of these things. The deck's already coming together. Exactly. It builds itself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I do really like her, and I think she has potential outside of that deck, too. Yeah. So, so this is a guy that's kind of also the deck builds itself, Dark Mount. He's a tank. He's ranged. He's a 4-9-4 for nine stars, and when you flip to this mode... You may scrap a card from your hand. If you do, deal two damage to an enemy, so it's targeted in alt mode. In bot mode, he's melee, 593, 
while this is defending against ranged characters, it gets plus two defense, going all the way up to five, which is huge. Yeah. Which is also something I forgot. <laughs> Funny story, <laughs> as I was playing yesterday in my release event, and every time, without fail, it would be the turn afterwards, or you know, as soon as my opponent proposed an attack, I'm like, whoops, mistakes yeah. were made. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I really do like this guy. It's I'm not sure what the ideal tank build is going to be, but it's him, Demolisher, and the uncommon Megatron to get the, the widest one. Um, yeah. And I'm not sure what the card draw options are going to be. Demolisher has one, so you can try and keep feeding this and the scrap upgrade scrapping ability of the uncommon Megatron. But we've talked about it before. The card draw, it's very easy to end up with no cards. You're playing mm-hmm. two a turn, you're only drawing one, and now you're potentially air quotes, playing three a turn by feeding these. Yeah. The other piece that I found was, and because I didn't have uh, Hunker Down or any extra transform effects, it was challenging to try and flip all of them enough, Mm -hmm. which may or may not be an issue for Constructed. It probably won't be because you're going to have access to all those other things. Yeah, it will be difficult to time it still, Mm -hmm. but... You know, getting those abilities off won't be that big of a deal, I think. Right. And Dark Mount is just ridiculous for his star cost. Yes. Like I, I don't, I don't get how he's a nine star character. I mean, nine health, sure, but. Well, that's exactly well, it. Because let me tell you uh, the tale of my people about Pierce. <laughs> uh, yeah, tanks are not a fan of the Pierce keyword, uh, yeah. especially when it's on the other side of the table. So. Yeah, if if tanks, and it is a a meta thing. Again, we've said it before, but as tanks rise in popularity, Pierce is going to come in, tanks are going to drop off in popularity, then something that beats the Pierce decks is going to come in, and then the, the cycle continues. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see how it shakes out. I really like Dark Mount, if for no other reason, we've already listed a lot, but the targeted damage is really cool. Yeah, no, definitely. It's like playing... Uh Plasma burst, like just yeah, everything's the plasma burst, which is really exciting. So the dark mount is one of my favorites. It actually, one last quick point: I was planning on eBaying my generation dark mount, and when that card got revealed, I decided eh, maybe maybe I'll I'll keep them and I'll bring them along as a mascot for every game. I have. <laughs> so we'll see. I, I haven't awesome. decided yet, but uh, awesome. so the next one is deadlock which I was surprised that they didn't go with Drift, given that they're pushing Drift. But anyway, he's a melee car, 3-11-2. When you flip to this mode, choose an enemy. If it's KO'd this turn, draw two cards for eight stars. In his bot mode, he's ranged. He's a 5-11-1, and he's got Zilch for the text box. I'm not this, see, Are you excited this, about this guy? This was a hard card to... Make a positive video. Okay, I, I tried I, to be a positive guy. And I did this see is, this one, and I thought you were about to say you love this guy, and I'm like, wait, why? <laughs> yeah, no, he's a tough one. I like that he's a Decepticon car. Yes. If I think he's the only one. Yeah, if there's a... When they eventually release the Stunticons, maybe some he'll fit in some combination there, because they'll probably have a car theme also. Um, mm. Until then, I, I got nothing. Yeah, the it's fun that you can flip to vault mode, choose an enemy, and if they're KO'd this turn, draw two cards. <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's other cards that are like flip to this mode, draw two cards. It's like 
Yeah. There's not much benefit that you're getting off this, but it's a fun interaction. It definitely, from a uh, Vorthos perspective, it makes sense. It's like, oh, that's my bounty. All right, I'm going to collect uh, yeah. kind of thing. But I also find it, and I mentioned this in the Discord, the artwork on his bot mode is weird. Like, look at the barrel of the gun. Mm-hmm. What is happening? <laughs> like, yeah, I, it's I, just... It's supposed to be a perspective shot, I guess, but, like, it's... A you, almost. Like, yeah. What is happening? <laughs> yeah, like, he likes firing up into the sky. I guess. I I got nothing. So, yeah, that's yeah. Deadlock. So, here's a guy that I don't know if we'll have a lot to say about. It's Zepticon Shockwave. Uh, yeah, he's kind of whatever. He's a leader, a spaceship, <laughs> and a specialist. Six attack, 11 health, three defense for 11 stars. When you flip to his alt mode, each player draws two. But in yep. bot mode, he's a leader specialist, 4-11-3. When a card is scrapped from an opponent's hand, your opponent chooses one of their characters and does one damage to it. Is he enough to justify his own deck? I don't know. Can you tell me? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he can. <laughs> in case you guys out there in TV land or uh, listening on audio couldn't tell... Go over to YouTube, check out TCG Rollout. There's a new video up for a deck tech that involves this card right here. And uh, I didn't get the chance to watch it yet, but I'm excited to. Yeah, it is Decepticon Shockwave mixed with Inferno with a ton of discard disruption battle cards that create for something that might be a little too mean for me to actually play against friends. <laughs> so have you? it sounds like you have run it against other live opponents yet. Not yet. Okay. But I've theory, crafted, I've theory crafted with a lot of people about this, and uh, every time they're like, uh, please don't play that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious to see how it works, because the obvious thing is, well, if you're playing against aggro, do they just win before you can do anything? But sound, or Soundwave, Shockwave punches pretty hard or shoots pretty hard. He doesn't say whether he's melee or range, but I'm assuming he's range. Uh, he specialist is really hard. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that is, I, I, you don't want to find out, but he does it pretty hard in alt mode. Yeah. And obviously, the disruption combined with, it, just in general, disrupting your opponent, limiting their options via discard, and then on top of it, disintegrating their team in bot mode. He, he demands that something gets built around him. And his just the flipping lets you ensure that your opponent's going to have cards for you to do stuff to. Yeah, and three defense. Yes. That is huge. That is like one of the highest defenses we have. Right. I was really hoping that there would be a little bit more Shockwave Insecticon from a lore perspective uh, interaction, but you do <laughs> get some in Bug Bomb, so it gives you the extra option for discard. That's true. Given that they are low stars in general, the Insecticons, you can kind of squeeze a couple of them in there. I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's necessarily going to be better, because like I said, I want to check out the video with Inferno, and that sounds better anyway on paper, but it is an option out there. Yeah. So yeah, Shockwave definitely provides a lot of options, and I'm looking forward to see whatever the spaceship-centric card is, so he and Cosmos can team up and do space things. We also don't have a Decepticon card that takes advantage of Leader. Yes. The only card that takes advantage of Leader is Matrix of Leadership, and that's Autobot only. 
So Pres- presumably they will add, you know, the anti-matrix or, you know, there, there's a lot of things that they can hand to yeah. uh, eventually. But we got nothing right now, so it's definitely a uh, an exciting prospect going forward. So our next one is back to tanks, and we got Demolisher. He's a tank ranged in alt mode. He's a 373 for six stars. And when you flip to this mode, draw a card for each of your other tanks, which is an important distinction to remember. Uh, mm-hmm. He's melee in his bot mode. He's at 074. But when he's attacking, flip extra battle card equal to his defense. Yeah. About that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah, it kind of makes up for the zero attack a little bit. A little bit. So it's... I really wanted to go all in on uh, tanks with a lot of blue pips. But the problem is, is that guess what, then Demolisher basically does nothing ever. Like, he'll never do any damage if you have a ton yeah. of blue pips. And I'm not sure what the ideal tank composition is going to be. It's probably going to have to be a lot of orange in order to make sure his bot mode works. But he also, the card draw on his alt is not to be neglected, and that, I don't know if it's the more important part, because obviously you could push his attack in bot mode to catastrophic levels. If yeah. you, you know, you're, you're almost Dinobot levels with it right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the card draw, given all the things we said about card draw in general, is pretty important. And you're likely to have all of your tanks for multiple turns because they're, well, tanky. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I think with a tank build, you shouldn't worry too much about blue battle icons because you're already such high defenses. Right. You know, a lot of cars and a lot of other characters have one to two defense, and two defense is like, oh, good, I'm, like, a little bit sturdy. And that's where, like, with Decepticon Shockwave, I was like, three defense is really meaty. Well, he's right. a six-star with four defense. It's like, oh, my gosh. Exactly. Yeah, it, I have a skewed view, because as I've alluded to in other videos, this... Uh, my release event, I was running tanks. I didn't get any of the tank support, but I ran up against a lot of Pierce, and that seven health disappears mighty quickly when yeah. your opponent is sporting a lot of Pierce. And since piercing Blaster is not an unreasonable thing to run in general, I think, I don't know how tanks are going to do. We'll have to see. Yeah, I know people have also mentioned playing Demolisher with Nemesis Prime or Autobot Cosmos to burn through the deck. That is reasonable. And before people jumped to that, I, I tried it with Cosmos, and it did not work out well. <laughs> so what was the issue there? Was it just you were flipping through, but it didn't make a difference? or I could never get the timing right for Cosmos. Oh, so you ended up flipping too many or too few with Demolisher? Yeah, and then... yeah I run into the situation where I have, like, five cards in deck, and Cosmos won't be able to discard five, you know, five cards, but Demolisher will discard ten cards, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, like, I guess I don't get this off this turn, and that happened every single time. Yeah, it becomes super unwieldy then, and I could see that. I I had that with Demolisher, where I was I was flipping, like, eight cards a turn, because, you know, you're, you're flipping six to begin with, you're not unlikely to hit a, a white pip, and then you got another two, and then maybe you have some bold or something. But in my case, I... Even with all the orange, they decided to hide away from his attack step every time. He's a little too variable for me, personally. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he is part of the tank team right now if you wanted to go three tanks, because if you try and run Living Weapon, well, you have very limited options then for other helpers. Yeah. 
So uh, that's Demolisher. Next we have another deck that probably won't see the light of day, and that's Dinobot Sludge. Yeah. Uh, Dinobot Specialist, so there's your specialist again. 4-12-1, when you flip to this mode, move any number of damage counters from your other Dinobots to this one. Eight stars. In bot mode, he's a Dinobot Specialist. 5-12-2, when one of your Dinobots attacks, repair one damage from it. You were mentioning earlier that the FAQ has a very important point about this guy. Yeah, it's the fact that you can move any number of damage counters from your other Dinobots to this one, meaning you can move more than the amount of health he has. Yep. So you can fully heal your other Dinobots. That, going forward, and I, I said it earlier when we were talking about it, that that feels like that is the more broken thing about Dinobots than some of the other stuff they do. I mean, yeah. they have bold... 45,000. That, that's <laughs> impressive. It's a big number. But the fact that you could be so close to closing the game out, and then your opponent goes, well, I'll heal 11. And when we were reviewing the healing cards, we're talking about numbers between 1 and 3, typically. Yeah. You could seriously be healing 11 damage off of a Dinobot. Or more, or, you know, depending on what the scenario plays out to be. And that's crazy to think about. Yeah. And it's not just one other Dinobot. Yep. It's any other Dinobots you have in play. Like, it's all of your other Dinobots that he can just heal up. Yeah, he'll knock himself out, but that's where we talked about I still function. Exactly. You know, Dinobot Sludge is a decent attacker in bot mode, so you just have him attack in bot mode until your opponent eventually targets him down, and then wait till your other two guys are full of damage. I still function. He comes back in bot mode. You flip him to alt mode, take all the damage off, you KO him again, but yet fully healed two characters. Exactly. He is going to be a pivotal piece for the Dinobots, obviously, and I love the Dinobots. I could certainly see a lot of people getting frustrated going forward when they see a bunch of prehistoric mechanical monsters on the other side of the table. Because <laughs> these guys are mean, and they're going yeah. to get the job done. So uh, moving on from him, we have a different Dinobot. This is Slug, who is a Dinobot melee in alt mode. You can kind of assume that's going to be the case for them. He's a 313-3 with a blank text box for nine stars. So big, big old stat block. In bot mode, he's also Dinobot melee, a 613-0 though, also a blank text box. So I really liked him initially, but now that he can't fit on that three Dinobot team, I mean, I, I can't see a different configuration being better than the one with Grimlock, Sludge, and Snarl. Um, being better, I don't know. But Dinobot Swoop is awesome. And yes. Sludge, Swoop, and Grimlock totally work. Right. It's going to be an interesting to say. The thing I like about that is... I don't know, Dinobot Sludge can just hit really hard. He doesn't do any tech stuff. He's just all-in attack, and then flipped his alt mode for that high three defense. Yep. And he's a triceratops, so that's cool. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just hitting hard and not, not really caring what upgrades are on him, and I like that because that lets you focus more on upgrades for your other characters, mm -hmm. namely Grimlock. And that's so. a, a very reasonable point because given the way the resource system for this game works, economy of plays is very important. So if you need to get a lot of upgrades across a lot of different guys, 
you're going to have a problem. But if you can focus, as you were saying, on, say, Grimlock or whatever, he, Slug is a big stat block. Just let him do his thing, load up your other guy, and get ready to go. Yeah. I do. I like him in general for exactly what you said. He's a Triceratops, and I think that's really cool. <laughs> he, he wanted, I think he is my favorite Dinobot from G1. I mean, everybody loves Grimlock, and I love all yeah. the Dinobots, but I really like Slug. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm just really attached to him. I do have, uh, as a tangent for the toys, so I got the, the recent Power of the Primes one. I have my old G1 one. And then from years ago, I have the world's smallest Transformer one. So it's he's only like a couple inches. But they're <laughs> all basically the identical toy across different eras. Oh, nice. So it's really, I just have them on display, and it's really nice to have the three of them. I like looking at it. But anyway, it's <laughs> short yeah, digression. He- he used to be called Dinobot Swag. Yes. Like, I don't know the details behind that. By any chance to you, you know yeah, a little bit more uh, about lore. So. It's actually, well, it, it isn't a lore thing. It's actually a real-world thing because Swag right. is actually a insult. Well, so, I'm sorry that I no, said no, it. No, that's, <laughs> and that's perfect because that's kind of the reaction I had initially. I didn't know what it was, and then I, you know, Literally, my wife explained it to me, like, oh, okay, that makes sense why they did that. So yeah. way back when, it was, you know, they, they obviously were not intending to offend anyone back when he first was created, but the real world changes. So I understand yeah. why they had to morph it. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, in general, like you said, he's, he's, I can see the potential. I hope that we do get not reprints, but reissues of these, I guess, in future sets where he will do something, like other than Mm -hmm. be a body. Um, But we'll have to see how it goes from there. Yeah. So uh, another Dinobot, another key component of that, we'll call it the standard team uh, of Grimlock, Sludge, and this guy, Dinobot Snarl. So he's Dinobot Melee, par for the course, 492. When you flip to this mode and you have no cards in hand, draw two cards, and he's seven stars. Now, in the bot mode, again, Dinobot Melee, 592, when this attacks, you may put a card from your hand on top of your deck. So, funny story about Dino Chomp, you got to pitch your hand. So, step into the limelight, Snarl. Yeah, like, I don't know. Snarl, I, he's got the lowest health of all the Dinobots. That is correct. But he's, he's your utility guy. I think the hope with this, if you assume, and again, I'm calling it the standard configuration just for ease of explaining it. It's not by any means the de facto only Dinobot version Mm -hmm. because, you know, we're still super early in the game. People are figuring things out. I think the goal with that build is just, okay, I'm going to bolt up somebody to, you know, bolt 45,000, crush someone, and then now I'm up a guy. Or I've now hit parity if they were a, a four wide, and then go from there, and then abuse the sludge interaction. So even though he's low health, he's going to hopefully survive multiple hits because sludge is going to soak everything. Yeah, and funny enough, I'm sitting here thinking that I just figured out how to pull off two dino chomps in a single turn. And it involves Snarl. Oh. You play play Dino Chomp, scrap your hand, you have no cards in hand, so you flip Snarl to alt mode, 
draw two cards. If one of those is a Dino Chomp and the other one is a multi-mission gear, you attach <laughs> multi-mission gear to Dinobot Sludge, lets you play an action, Dino Chomp again for bold 10. And somebody on the other side is going to have a bad day. <laughs> because let me tell you, the Dinobots do not miss dentist appointments. They yeah. hit them religiously, and those teeth are sharp. So one thing, okay, I do have a complaint about the Dinobots as a whole, though, at least their iteration in this game. What's that? They, there was no fire-breathing attachment or upgrade. True. That we needed, so I appreciate Dino Shop, but I really I mean, wish it was fire-breath. We're, we're, you got flamethrower, that's kind of close. Kinda, but they have one in their mouth. <laughs> they yeah. got to have it. Or, or I really wanted a card to uh, me Grimlock kick butt or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been really good. I, I just want as many nostalgia references as we can get. And to be fair, they hit a lot of them. I'm, by, I'm mm-hmm. not saying they did a bad job, but I always want more. I'm always going to ask for the extra one. Yeah, I'm, I'm just back to Dinobot Snarl. Yeah, I, I don't know about this guy. He just seems kind of okay. Uh huh. Like, for seven stars, five attack, two defense is decent. Yeah. Nine health is a little low, but yes. it's not bad. I'm just, I feel o- underwhelmed with him. Well, I think if we slide back to Slug for a moment, it really just, again, that's air quotes standard team. I think the biggest thing, as I'm ho- swapping between the two for the, everybody watching the videos, I really think it just comes down to he fits the star cost is the, the most important thing. Yeah. And then there's the obvious synergy with Dino Chomp and his alt mode. But yeah, you probably you would be happier if there was a beefier Dinobot that you could squeeze in. So I think yeah. if you could play Slug, you would. But I can't imagine that Slug would only be seven stars with those stats and you know. Yeah, definitely. Like Slug and Sludge with Grimlock would probably be way too powerful. Oh yeah. And but I, I think that's Again, they, a testament to the team that they knew the I still function sludge play was going to be a thing, so we can't give them three Dinobots with a gazillion health because you'll you'll never kill them. Yeah, I I kind of just feel like Dinobot Swoop is the better choice than Dinobot Snarl. Sure, you're leaving one star on the table, but I don't know. It just seems like he he's got more going for him than well, Snarl does. Speaking of Swoop, we might as well move into him because he's the next one. So he's a that's what I think. Yeah, he's a, a Dinobot specialist in alt mode. He's a three ten two for six stars. When you flip to this mode, you can move one damage counter from Swoop to an enemy, anyone you choose. In his bot mode, he's Dinobot specialist. He's a five ten zero, so a little bit more of a glass cannon. And honestly, that's kind of where my concern with Swoop goes. It's something I want to play with because. Mm-hmm. Whenever I see zero defense, I get really concerned. Yeah. No, zero defense is a worry. But for me, uh, he was my third character on my specialist team at the draft. Okay. And his alt mode ability was the snipe. You know, I, I need one damage on this guy, just one. How do I do it? Oh, rapid conversion, flip him back over, I'm good. Like, right. That kind of stuff. And the zero defense in his bot mode kind of works towards that as, okay, attack, first thing, attack with him in bot mode, 
with zero defense. They're going to attack him, obviously. And then your next turn, you flip him back, move the one damage off of him. He's got two defense now. Maybe you untap him later. Mm-hmm. Maybe you don't, but he's got the two defense. You're able to get that one damage from you onto them, and you're free to do whatever you want with your other guys. I can see it, and I, I think it'll be something that's worth testing. I lean towards Snarl mostly because of the synergy between Dino Chomp and his flip. I feel, mm-hmm. it, while the one damage does matter, and I am a big fan of the out-of-combat damage, I'm concerned that he's not just going to straight-up die in one shot, especially if you're running up against, say, an opposing Dinobot team. Yeah. Uh, now, granted, you could leave him in alt mode and then, you know, do some tricks with the flips. Uh, the three attack feels kind of low if you're doing that. Even though he has one more health than Snarl, mm-hmm. the fact that he's missing that defense in one of the modes, it, it kind of puts me off a little bit. I don't know. It, it is definitely a configuration that I want to try. I think my wife likes Swoop more than Snarl, so she's the one going to be playing Dinobot, so it's really up to her. <laughs> Um, we'll have to see, but I, I do like, I kind of wanted to include Swoop in uh, Plane Decks, because I really mm-hmm. wanted to go all in on the Lifesteal theme. Yeah. The problem is, as well, he's not technically a plane. He's a pterodactyl. Yeah. So it, it makes it a little awkward. Uh, he isn't one of the cool kids, I guess, or at least not in that group. Um, <laughs> he's, he's hanging out with a different crowd. But I can definitely see it. it he The five base attack is pretty good. It's pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving on from Swoop, we have Flame War, who is, if I remember correctly from my spreadsheet, which I'll try and switch over to on here. I'm not actually going to pull it up on stream. I have it on a, a different device. Uh, to my stats, let's see. We have, yeah, Flame War was actually the highest stats per star cost across everything. So she ends up being 3.8 stats per star. So she's a 3.10.1 for five. Five stars. She's a motorcycle specialist. And when you flip to this mode, each of your characters gets bold one until end of turn. In her bot mode, she's a specialist, also 3.10.1. Each of your characters gets tough one. So like you were saying earlier, she can squeeze into a lot of teams and provide a little bit of utility everywhere. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about her is that she's not just focused on herself. These abilities affect the entire team. Right. And it just makes it more of a team-building aspect and less of, does this character fit? Is she good? Put it in, you know? Right. I feel like her bot mode is going to be deceptively useful because Mm -hmm. we we talked about it earlier that tough isn't nearly as flashy. Uh, I don't know if there's actually a tough deck yet or if there will be, but adding what could be an extra plus one defense to each of your guys should hit a lot of break points over the course of a game. Yeah. Um, and then, as you it's, said, the bold is definitely going to matter. Yeah. You know, uh, and she's got three base attack, where RC had two and one in her modes. Right. For the same star cost. So I think that is also a big deal for her, is she's got a solid attack stat, plus 10 health, mm-hmm. and specialist, so opening up all those unique plays with specialists. Like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of all the specialists right now. Probably just 
because they won me my draft, but, you know, I, I still love the multi-upgrades because I think they're just so powerful. Oh, yeah. One uh, non-game-related thing I want to call out is I do appreciate that they're bringing in both the more obscure and some of the female Transformers. So I'm willing to wager the vast majority of people, and including Transformers fans, have never heard of Flame War before this. Like, yeah. I, I would assume most people come in and go, who is that? But it's kind of mm-hmm. cool that they're introducing these other characters. I mean, RC and Chromia existed in G1. Flame War showed up later, but they are including these characters and making that effort. So I think it's kind of cool that they're bringing those things in. I'm just, I was surprised that there wasn't a uh, Windblade uh, card in the first set. That she seems pretty popular. popular. Yeah, she's showing up in everything and is a big component in both the comics and the new cartoons. Yeah. So it is kind of surprising that somebody higher up had to have said, okay, well, you got to have Optimus, you got to have Megatron, you got to have Bumblebee, you got to have Starscream. Those are our evergreens. But for some reason, Soundwave didn't make that one. Mm-hmm. But Flamewar did. So yeah. I'm curious, like I said, I do appreciate that they have her, but I'm, I, I'm very curious what the decision-making process for why this character made it, but that one didn't. Yeah. So it, it's cool to see that they're they're shown these off. I really like Slipstream. Spoiler alert, because she was from uh, Full Cybertron, the video game. So mm, I thought it was cool she was in there. Yes. I'm actually, as an aside, anybody out there listening, this is getting streamed in the Transformers were for Cybertron channel for on Twitch because, well, there's no TCG one, and the new toy line is War for Cybertron. See nice. Cybertron. So I figured... It's as close as we're going to get. So, yeah. Um, although it has no relation to the video game. It's just they want to reuse the same taglines a million times because <laughs> whatever works. Anyway, so now we're moving on to the big man himself, Grimlock. So he's the Dinobot leader who has leader Dinobot melee. He's a 412-2. When you flip to this mode, one of your Dinobots, could be him, gets bold three until end of turn. Mm-hmm. Move over to bot mode. He's a leader Dinobot melee. 612-2, when this does more than enough attack damage to KO an enemy, your opponent chooses one of their other characters and puts the extra damage on it. So, in other words, he has Trample. And he's big. In a sense. Yeah, he's big and he's mean and he has the fire breath on the artwork. So, he's kind of <laughs> got it all. Do you have any complaints about how Grimlock came out? Um... My, mainly, my complaint is I can't think of a Dinobot deck that would be as competitive without Grimlock. I think that's a fair point. Like, no matter what, if you're building Dinobots and you are going, I'm not going to have Grimlock, okay, you're not building an optimized deck. Like, (laughs) you know, so that's my, really my one and only complaint. And as of Uh, right now, to that end, I apologize to everybody out there, including myself, who does not currently own a Grimlock. The last I checked on eBay, he was around 60 bucks, And it's probably going to go up since Dinobots are popular. i got to open up the rest of my boxes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so we'll get to him later, and I'll bring the story up again probably. But uh, during our release event, we were talking about Nemesis and the Super Rares in general. And apparently Nemesis was going for triple digits, $150 on eBay at the start of the event. By the wow. end of the event, it dropped down to 90 because one of the guys got a notification on his phone. Uh-huh. I could certainly see that coming down as more, P, you know, more Nemesis Primes go into circulation because 
He's old, probably only going to show up in a couple decks. Uh, he's, you know, maybe people don't even care about Nemesis Prime, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Dinobots are super popular in general. Like, yeah. there are very few Transformers fans that are going to go, well, I don't like the Dinobots. And if you take a non-Transformers fan and you show them, I have a giant robot dinosaur, they're probably going to go, that's awesome. Let me mm-hmm. use it. So even if Dinobots were bad, which I can't imagine that they are, I think it's going to retain value. So that, that 60 bucks, maybe it'll go down as more come into circulation, but it could be the demand is there. I don't know. Yeah. I see uh, Stark Maximum is chatting away in our chat, oh. and I know he's a big fan of the Dinobots. So Stark, can you let us know if you pulled a Grimlock? Is your Dinobot dream actually coming true? We, he, I don't know what the, so this is another tangent, but I don't know what the story with the card distribution is, but we opened, I opened three boxes myself. Uh, at the release event, I think we opened four or five between everybody there, and then a couple people just bought a whole box the day of, mm-hmm. after the event was over. Not a single Grimlock showed up in any of those. We're talking like 12 boxes. Wow. But we hit multiple super rares. Yeah. So I don't know what the story with the card distribution is, but it's weird. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. Either that or somebody out there opened a box with like seven Grimlocks in it. That's the other option. <laughs> and somebody's very happy. We're very sad. I, I, I don't know. All right, just to let people know that can't see the chat, uh, Stark hasn't gotten his box. So when he gets his box, he will post it. <laughs> All right, well, I wish you luck, Stark, because I, I hope everybody opens a Grimlock because everybody should play with the Dinobot deck at least once. Yeah. Yeah, my wife is... We had tested before Grimlock was released, right after Gen Con, we just kind of, or shortly after Gen Con, we took a bunch of the spoilers. I handed her Dinobot. She won the first game and goes, I kind of like this game. Like, yeah, I thought you would if you won. And then then she's really hell-bent on playing Dinobot. She loves playing aggro in general. So Mm -hmm. this is going to feed right into it. Plus, like we said, giant robot dinosaurs. Yeah. Even though she's definitely terrified of Velociraptors, uh, mm-hmm. that's a, another long story for another day. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so moving on from Grimlock, let's see. We got somebody that we've been hearing about a lot, Inferno. So he's a ranged truck. He's a 611-3 for 12 stars. When you flip to this mode, return all upgrades on a single character to their owner's hand. In bot mode, he's ranged. He's an 811-3 with a blank text box. Yeah. So... Where did this guy fit again? So he's currently in my Decepticon Inferno, or my Decepticon Shockwave Inferno deck, which is just those two. Okay. It's 23 points. You can't fit anyone else in there. And look at that eight attack. Breathe it in. Yep. That is higher than Nemesis Prime. That is the highest base attack we have in the game. Yes. Plus he's got some disruption on his alt mode. This is another one where just, I'm very curious how they decided who was going to be what. So it kind of logically makes sense that he's a fire truck. He's going to be big and powerful. Yeah. But why does he have the highest attack? Like, even Uh, Cosmos, I get. Cosmos is a spaceship. If he does the, you know, like, the G.I. Joe sequel thing, where mm -hmm. he literally just drops something from the upper atmosphere, it's like dropping a nuke. So, okay, he can just obliterate one guy. 
I get it. Why exactly does Inferno get you? I like I like to think that Inferno is one of those cards that kind of ran away from the developers. They're <laughs> working on it. They're trying to balance him, and they're constantly like, it constantly goes back to the drawing board of well, to make to justify this, we have to add a star. You know, so they do that, and then they play test, and it's like he's too weak at that star point. So let's add a couple more stats, and they just go back and forth forever until you know what? He's twelve stars. He'll have eight attack. And we'll just be done with it. <laughs> yeah, they eventually just said, you know what? We're done. We're, it's yeah. going to print. We're calling it a day. Everybody go home. Yeah. So, I can see that. So Yeah, he's got eight attacks. <laughs> yeah, I do. I actually like Inferno a lot. I wish that he had a significantly lower star cost or they put the ability on something else, a different character. The reason being is I, you're going to have scenarios where you use the flip to deal with their stuff. But I think the majority of time you're going to want to do it to replay your own stuff. And then that yo-yo bouncy deck, uh, I kind of want to call it bouncy castle. But uh, <laughs> you just bounce your own stuff like hovercraft over and over and over and over and over and over and over. And, over, and they just keep replaying them somehow and then mm-hmm. doing things, whatever those things happen to be. Um, yeah. Obviously, I'm assuming in your shockwave deck you're bouncing their stuff and then making them discard it. Yeah, that's part of the strategy. Right. I also do have drill arms and uh, scrapper gauntlets to bounce myself if I need to. Also, the multi-upgrades that I can play down on Shockwave to get additional upgrades and actions off. Mm -hmm. But the main point of Inferno will be to return their upgrades to play security checkpoint, discard all those upgrades, and deal damage using Shockwave's ability. Makes sense. So I see Stark, uh, and I apologize, Stark, and everybody else in chat, that on, apparently on the Twitch dashboard, it, doesn't, it shows a chat thing, but never actually shows me people chatting, so I had to go to my own channel to see what you're saying, which I didn't know, because, you know, channel's kind of small, so I don't often have a lot of people talking in it. In any case, uh, he's talking about how Wizards design cards, and I think you're absolutely right, and that's how most of the design teams across all game organizations work. It's either top-down or bottom-up, depending on what they want to do. Although, as you said, who's a vanilla bot that doesn't have a whole lot of personality? That could define a lot of G1 characters, let's be real. (laughs) A lot of them were, I'm going to show up, go buy my toy, and you will never see me again, except maybe miscolored in the background. Yeah, like, how many lines did Autobots that weren't Optimus Prime really have in that series? Yeah, it was... I show up for my episode, I do some things, and then I'm never heard from again. I mean, that's how yeah. we got Sunstorm. He's literally a miscolored seeker, and that's it. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. If, if the main set Bumblebee or, or Starscream was generic, well, the, to be fair, the, the Starscream's, at least one of them is kind of generic, but he is a lower rarity. So, yes, they did include one that is more interesting that we'll talk about in a little while. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happens. I'm going to make a strong impression and no one else will ever remember me again. <laughs> Except for me, because I love all my Transformers dearly. And yeah. no matter what, they're... Well, my wife is upset about them cluttering up the basement. I'm not allowed to buy any more sound waves because I have, like, 12 of them. But anyway. <laughs> you can buy them. Yeah. What's your, they transform. No, that's just a boombox. What are you talking about? Yeah. Like, come on. I collect boomboxes now. Yeah, boom exactly. They're cool. Although the the one that I wanted, the Lincoln Park one, or some of the other oddly colored ones, they might stand out. But anyway, <laughs> so moving on, uh, Insecticon Scrapnel. So this guy is another one that will never see play. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> leader Insecticon Melee, 473, seven stars. Alt mode is when you flip to this mode, you may KO one of your Insecticons. If you do, tap an enemy that is 13 stars or lower. Notably, you could KO him. It's not other Insecticons. I don't know how often that's, that's true. Up, but it is possible. Uh, in the bot mode, he's a leader Insecticon Melee. This can't take more than three damage from a single attack. So, I have a feeling we're going to see this guy a few times. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, with that ability, he's a three-hit KO. And I know a lot of people have been talking, like, how to counter Scrapnel. And so, my thought is stuff like Zap and Plasma Burst. Some other people are, like, specifically playing bots to counter Scrapnel, like Dinobot Soup or something. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see how that exactly plays out. Yes. But that's going to be a tough ability to get around. It's something that you're going to have to take into account when you're playing the game. You know, you're going to go to your local store, and you're going to play, and whoever has Insecticon will be running Scrapnel. Like, they're going to be. I wonder if it would be a good move to put Heroism on Insecticon Scrapnel. Yep. Because he takes... Like, heroism would mean that the damage would go on to Scrapnel, but Scrapnel doesn't say he needs to be defending from that attack. Mm-hmm. That he just takes three damage. Took from the word right out of my mouth, yeah. I'm, I'm excited about all the various implications. I'm actually also excited to see this sort of ability. I mean, we saw it on Jazz, but I want to see it show mm-hmm. up in other places, too. Because yeah. it's different ways to show defense without necessarily literally having a defense stat. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it'll when we inevitably get the card that says that card has a blank text box or that card loses and can't have powers this turn or forever or whatever it's going to be interesting to see those interactions with how these cards show up mm-hmm. now do you see any benefit really to his I mean there are obviously benefits to his alt mode power but is there anything that stands out to you that yeah I really want to use it for this uh, tapping an enemy is really powerful. Not only does it remove their you know, chance to attack, but it also opens them up to be attacked. KOing one of your Insecticons can be hurtful. Right. The best plan that I've been able to formulate is KO Ransack to play I Still Function to bring him back with the maximum amount of damage on him. Right. So that he can then hit for seven attack, possibly into that character that you just tapped. Right. So, you know, it's one way to help control the board, because plenty of times when a lot of damage gets stacked on a character, you kind of wait to attack with them until, like, you have to. That way, your opponent has the least opportunity to knock them out. Right. But you can do a lot of interesting tricks with this, like what you were just describing. So it, it opens up additional lines of play that I think are going to be fun for both sides, because it's not just, oh, well, I'm playing Insecticons, I get to do all these cool tricks. Your opponents presenting those scenarios are important to make an interactive game so that yeah. you have to think and you have to make decisions. It's not, well, I guess they have it, I lose. No, you could play around it or try and do certain things to try and bait them into burning it early or using it too late or whatever the scenario happens to be. Yeah. So I appreciate And it is one of the few effects, I think it's the only effect, that lets us tap something on the other side. Yeah. No, that's a very powerful effect. Yeah. 
I'm very curious to see, since it's so rare in the first set, how often we'll see it going forward. Because mm-hmm. we have a, a bunch of untap effects, but we don't have a whole lot of things that mess with our opponents on that axis. Yeah. And notably, it also can hit everything in the game currently, because it goes up to 13 stars. Presumably, we're eventually going to get something 14 stars, and I think it's still up in the air what Metroplex is. We don't know yet. Yeah. Metroplex is going to be an interesting one, but that's a discussion for Oh, yeah, there's a whole lot of speculation there. (laughs) Yeah. So uh, our next one is Jetfire, a little more generic on his alt mode. (laughs) So he's a plane, he's ranged, he's a 5-15-1 with bold 1. So, and he's 10 stars. So like a lot of planes, he kind of hits pretty hard. On his Mm -hmm. bot mode, he's ranged 4-15-1, but when you flip to this mode, you can put an armor or utility from your scrap pile directly onto him. I really like him. He also kind of whooped my butt in the release event. (laughs) Jetfire is good. I just struggle to figure out how I want to play him. (laughs) Yeah. We, like uh, he's, not, he's an Autobot plane. Autobots are mainly cars and trucks so far. So there's not too much synergy there. You could play him in a plane deck, but again, those are all Decepticons, and there's a lot more synergy to them wanting to deal damage than recover cards from the scrap. So It's something that may fall into that pile of, well, down the line, this is going to be super useful. At yeah. 10 stars, he's kind of restrictive. Uh, although he can put out some serious hurt in alt mode, for 10 stars, I don't know if you're getting enough out of bot mode, although I guess the assumption is that you get a utility that does something. Mm-hmm. Um, I see Stark is saying that he uh, really loves the color scheme on Jetfire. This one oh, I yeah. appreciate. Maybe not yeah. so much the movie one. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the the overall aesthetic and idea of the movie one. Let's yeah. just say the specifics for the movie one leave much to be desired. We'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> that's another one that we could probably fill hours of discussion about. Um, yeah, yeah. Not I'm already fun. spending a lot of time here. My wife doesn't need me to go on more rants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll uh, we'll leave it at that. Unless you have any other thoughts on Jetfire. Uh, I was just thinking uh, Jetfire Starscream. Uh, the common one and Flamewar might make an interesting combo. Lots of bold and tough going off then mm. and recover some upgrades. Just like more of a generic team, but something that has a little bit of synergy. Right. We just uh, respond to a couple people in chat real quick and we'll move on to the next one. Because uh, we have some other lore questions, which I can wax philosophical about forever. So I don't want to keep you here all night, upset your wife too. <laughs> uh, so we got another Insecticon. Uh, he's a melee Insecticon. It's kickback. He's a 391 for five stars. And when this damages an enemy, repair one damage from one of your Insecticons. Doesn't have to be him. Uh, yeah. In his bot mode, he's a 091. But when this is attacking, flip two more battle cards for each other Insecticon you began the game with. So you're probably flipping 10 cards every time. Yeah. Oh, well, each other, excuse me. Yeah, no, it's eight. No. Yeah, I, I missed that one. <laughs> well, most likely you'll get a white, so... Right. <laughs> when you're flipping eight cards, you probably are. Yeah. So I guess, is there an Insecticon build that would be worthwhile with Cosmos or Nemesis to include this guy? I mean, those guys are such high star costs that you're not getting many 
Insecticons on your team then, mm. and I don't think it's worth it. Yeah, you might as well. You probably are better off going with Demolisher at that point because he's a more sturdy. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, just a thought to throw it out there. Obviously, he's getting included in that four-wide team. I'm still not sure how often the healing is going to matter given how fragile the Insecticons are, but maybe that's yeah. more important because it's pushing you from getting – Two shot into three shot, and nah, that probably wouldn't matter. I what I like What's that? is piercing blaster on his alt mode. You That's just guarantee point. three damage, and you heal one. That's a good point. I can definitely see that. He uh, he definitely has a lot going for him. Yeah. So uh, and that bot mode very similar to demolisher, the zero attack, but mm-hmm. you're flipping so many cards, does it matter? Yeah. It definitely kind of answers that question we had earlier when we were talking about Swarm, whether you want to be heavy blue on Swarm to get the heal, or you want to be heavy orange to get the attack. And given how many you're flipping, you probably want that orange to make sure you're getting maximum value out of kickback. It's going to feel really bad if you flip, like, two whites and four blues or something. Um, You're just going to, you know, sigh deeply and scoop them up. so moving on from kickback, we have the first of the Megatrons, Decepticon Leader. So this Megatron's a leader range tank, 212-3, and he's 10 stars. And when you flip to his alt mode, you can scrap a card from your hand if you do scrap an enemy upgrade. So we have repeatable upgrade removal. Yeah. Um, in bot mode, he's a, a ranged leader. He's a 412-2 with pierce 3, which is, you would think the uncommon one, or the lower rarity ones wouldn't be as useful as the higher end ones. But I actually really like this Megatron. I, I like how his alt mode ability helps counter his other card's ability. <laughs> yeah, I can appreciate that, yeah. But uh, just talking about him, yeah, Pierce 3 is really awesome. I mean, that's why Piercing Blaster is such a must-play in so many uh, cards, right. or so many decks. Because Pierce 3 is insane, mm-hmm. and Megatron just has it. Yep. Yeah, he he's part of that three-tank build that we've covered a lot already, but he, uh, I had some issues running him. Now, granted, I was playing limited, so I didn't have the card draw other than Demolisher to keep feeding his alt mode. Yeah. But it is important because it can change your deck composition. Maybe you don't need as many ramming speeds or whatever because, okay, well, every card is a ramming speed. Mm-hmm. So I really do like this guy. It is notable that his you're going to want to be in his alt mode defensively, uh, but he has enough health that he can take a few hits. Yeah. And like you said, Decepticon leaders are few and far between. So moving on to the next Megatron, Living Weapon. So here's the one everybody was excited about. He's a leader tank range, 514-2 for 13 stars. In his alt mode, when you flip to that mode, you can return a weapon from your scrap pile to your hand. But in bot mode, he's a 7-14-2, and it can be upgraded with a weapon in his armor and or utility slots. Yeah. So we did have a rules question for this, mm-hmm. which I think I already know the answer to, but we were debating it, you know, just in general. So let's say you're in bot mode. You put two weapons on him. Yep. You flip to alt mode. You play a third weapon. You should lose the first two, Correct. When you flip to alt mode? Well, no. Once you're already in alt mode, if you then play a third weapon. 
Yeah, you have to scrap one to replace it. Well, you'd have to lose... So if you already had two on you, you would lose both then at that point, correct? Uh, I don't think so. Even if he's already in alt mode? Yeah. Because one is in one of those other slots. Well, based on the FAQ, so, it doesn't sound like you choose a slot until you have to overwrite something. So that's where right. the confusion came in. So, so when you go to equip this new weapon it, and you're in alt mode... You can't put it in a armor or utility slot. You only put in the weapon slot. Which weapon on him is in that slot? And then the other one just doesn't care, is what you're saying. Yeah, the other... You'd have to replace one of the weapons. The other one is in a slot that isn't a weapon. Right. It's... I could see it either way. The scenario was asked before we started playing, and then it never came up, as far as I know. It wasn't me yeah. that was running it, so I, I didn't get to watch all the games. Uh, but it is an open question. I'm not entirely sure. Because, like I yeah. said, I can kind of see it. It's a little vague to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but as for the actual card, I cut you off. What were you going to say? Uh, forgot. <laughs> um, I do know, like, a couple things I wanted to say is 13 stars is a lot. It's amazing the difference that 10 stars and 13 stars can make for your deck for your team building. Right. I think it'll it, become easier over time as you get different combinations of star costs, you know, just different options to put into those slots. But right now, you know, if you have those 12 stars left over, it's two sixes, a five and a six, you know. It, I mean, those are the only numbers that can squeeze in there unless they suddenly go like a four cost guy. And you could have yeah. three. Like, what if they introduced Dr. Archiville or any of the other human characters and they were, like, two-cost characters? That's an option in the future. Yeah. Uh, I, I know Megat- or, uh, Metroplex comes with a couple of characters and there's a lot of, you know, small things that they've said about him deploying them and all this stuff. And I'm just thinking those characters are going to be low-star characters that, A, don't matter for Metroplex play, but then B, you can just throw them in for a couple extra stats or, you know, three stars in, into a team or whatever. Like, yeah. just small guys that fit in that we, to fill in leftover stuff. Or when they inevitably make a Soundwave card, what are all its cassettes going to look like? Yeah. I would imagine they're at maximum going to be around five stars and then probably smaller, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. So do you think that this Megatron is actually a thing? People will play this Megatron. This Megatron mm. has potential, but I this Megatron stats are so impressive. It feels weird to say I prefer the other one. Right. But I feel like I do. I kind of agree with you, and that's why I posed the question. So, to my knowledge, off the top of my head, and I'll probably make a liar out of myself as we go on. There's no character that allows you to play multiple upgrades a turn. So character? Yeah. So you're relying on new designs or something to fast-track those weapons onto Megatron is what I'm going with. Uh, yes, that sounds right. So the reason I say that is it takes a while to get him up and running at mm-hmm. maximum capacity. Now, given that he's a 7.14.2, maybe you don't need that. You know, they, like, it's cool to load them up with weapons, but maybe you don't care. It's just, 
he has seven attack. Who cares? I'm just going to smash things. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure what that build looks like. As you said, with 13 stars limiting what you can have, it, it's tough. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, people will play it. I just don't know if it's necessarily the, the best option from a competitive perspective. Yeah, I definitely want people to play it because, uh, you know, the Decepticon Shockwave will uh, make short work of him. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> that, that would be a uh, hilarious thing to watch from the outside. Probably even more funny from your deck's perspective, not so funny from the Megatron side. Yeah. So uh, Stark is also bringing up a good point that, yeah, if you're using utilities or armor, you're not making the best out of his power. Although mm-hmm. I think, as we were saying, you may end up having to simply because he, he starts out at such a high level stat-wise that maybe you don't even need those other weapons. I don't know. I'm thinking two weapons and then something else is the best move yeah, with him. Because think, if you, if you put his fusion cannon on him, he's eight attack, pierce three. And yeah. then you have I don't know, a piercing blaster. So now he's pierce four with eight attack. Do, mm-hmm. do you need more? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you do, but I have I don't have them. I haven't tried them out yet, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah. So, any other thoughts on this Megatron since he's uh, kind of one that's going to draw a lot of attention? Uh, just I love that his alt mode is the opposite of the other Megatron. One scraps upgrades, one recovers upgrades. Yeah, I do appreciate that there's a recovery element there since he's so high star cost or has such a high star cost. I don't know if you could you know, splash for the recursion effect. Mm-hmm. But it would be cool if you could. Um, yeah. So we'll have to see how that shakes out. And yeah, you're right, Stark. Uh, Blaster is Pierce 3. So you'd have Pierce 6 if you had both the cannon and that thing on there. So here's the other guy, the, the other talk of the town right now, is uh, Nemesis Prime. So... Yep. What was that? Just agreeing with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I missed one again for a second. So um, He is a melee truck... 6-16-2, when you flip to this mode, alt mode, your opponent chooses one of their characters and deals two to it. He's 12 stars. On the other side, he's just melee, but he's a 7-16-2, and when you, re- when you reshuffle your scrap pile into your deck, put the bottom card of your deck face down under Nemesis Prime. He has plus three attack for each card under him. Uh, yeah, I lost to him yesterday. They never reshuffled. It didn't matter. The seven attack was more than enough. Yeah, Stark Maxim just said, Nemesis Prime is a character I didn't expect to become as obsessed with as I did. Yeah, he's a a character that I think a lot of people would fall into that category because I I feel as though he's another one where people are like, who the hell is Nemesis Prime? Yeah. Now, I was aware of him. He was a big component of Transformers Prime down at the end of the 2000s, so like 2008 to 2010. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, I don't. I know he shows up in other continuities, but not all that often. So I can mm-hmm. definitely see this is another one where why did they decide Nemesis was the super rare? I mean, I get because of the effect, but it didn't necessarily have to be him, I don't think. I- I'm really just guessing that they're like, well, we want to make Optimus Prime the the super rare, and people are like, no, are you crazy? All right, fine, we'll do it this guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's probably true, because you've got to get Optimus and those evergreens into everybody's hands. Um, Like, they've got two other Bumblebees, uh, so Bumblebee's super rare, like, 
that can make sense with the movie coming out and maybe people won't feel too gypped with that, a lot of excitement. And then you got to have a Decepticon as well. Right. So, yeah, it's no, a little cheap point. to get Prime as a super rare. <laughs> exactly. So do you, I see Stark is in there saying he's got so many Nemesis Prime teams, and I think a lot of people do. I know I have some in mind. I was fortunate enough to open him. Uh, I, I just question, do you have Nemesis Prime teams, or do you have filler characters you put with Nemesis Prime? Well, I mean, I guess that's <laughs> technically it's a Nemesis Prime team, <laughs> because the rest of the team doesn't matter. He is the star yeah. player. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I think that's kind of how it works. Uh, I don't know if the Nemesis Cosmos configuration is really going to be the best one. Um, People aren't in love with the two-character uh, teams. Like, even on my Shockwave uh, Inferno video, people are like, I don't think two characters are going to work. Like, you lose so much momentum. And it's true, but it's also, like, you gain so much with this power. So yeah. I, I don't know. Like, it, that's, that's the true answer. No one knows. But. Yeah, I think even if two, in general, even if two stacks don't work now, they will eventually. Like, I don't yeah. think that that's going to be an unplayable archetype forever. In fact, yeah. I could certainly see, I think it would be very dangerous, but they could theoretically have a one-stack team and then just somebody with absurd statistics. The problem is that that makes some games very binary, um, mm -hmm. and it could, you know, meta-wise, it could be bad and unfun to play against. I think two is riding right on that line. Um from both sides of the equation, whether you're playing the two or you're playing the, the more than two. Um, yeah. I, I think it's possible. I think both Nemesis and Cosmos may need some additional support. As you said earlier, you can't literally build a deck of all white pips. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if there's enough there in Constructed. As I said, I, I got demolished by this guy in Limited, but it's also, okay, he's gigantic. Like, <laughs> and they start yeah. the game with him. What, there's only so much I can do. Um, yeah, I, I feel like there's been so much said about Nemesis and still being said in all the chats that he's still, like, we still don't know where he fits. Everyone's excited about him, and people are playing him to success, while people, I, I will throw this out, people don't know the game very well currently. No. I'm still learning a lot. Everyone's oh, yeah. still learning a lot. Anybody like, who says that they know exactly what's going on better also be wearing a badge that says they were on the design team, because otherwise you're probably lying. Yeah, seriously. Um, I really am excited to see how this works from the perspective of I really want, maybe not him, but I want a two-stack team to exist. I want a three-stack team to exist. I want a four-stack team to exist. And, you know, all the, mm -hmm. the different combinations. Because I think it makes it more interesting when that happens and you have to adapt. And as long as it doesn't become, oh, well, I'm playing four-stack against two-stack, I'm in a 90-10 matchup. But I'm playing yeah. three-stack against two-stack, and now it's 90-10 the other way. And but like mm -hmm. super hard rock paper scissors. If it's a reasonable rock paper scissors, that's one thing. Yeah. So we'll we'll have to see how that shakes out. Um, anything else on Nemesis before we move on to the other prime? No. Okay. No. So this one. I am Optimus Prime. <laughs> Battlefield Legend. I, uh, that thing gets me every time. <laughs> I love it. So this is actually not to digress again, but this is one of two. Uh, voice changer options as I have. I actually took apart the other one trying to wear it. I don't know if you can see this. There were, there were like, it's a super heavy helmet. It actually weighs like three or four pounds because oh, it, it has a voice modulator built in. This one, 
just has set voice lines. <laughs> and obviously, it's a different design. So I got all of them way back before. Now, if you go on eBay, they're like over $100 or something because um, mm. you can't find them anymore. Plus, they're kids' toys. They get the crap beat out of them. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so this Optimus is the rare one and the one I was most excited about. He's a leader truck melee in uh, alt mode, which on one of the other Optimuses, I have a funny point about that. So he's mm-hmm. a 614 for 13 stars. When you flip to this mode, return an action from your scrap pile to your hand, so more recursion. In yeah. bot mode, though, he's a leader ranged 8-14-2. After you flip battle cards for this character's attack and before the defense flips, you may play one of the actions you flipped. The FAQ states that it does not remove it from your battle pool, so if you got an orange pip and you play it, you still keep that orange pip. Yeah. So that, that was a point of contention beforehand, and it's important. I love this Optimus. I love the artwork because it looks like that scene in the, in the movie where he comes out of the arc and then he, he uh, or the, the shuttle rather, and then he leaps onto the battlefield and he just takes out all the Decepticons. And he, oh, yeah. I love this one. It also does, has an incredible ability. So yeah, you, and there's that eight attack again, like we were saying oh, with Inferno. Yeah. The height attack. <laughs> oh, by the, the way. <laughs> yeah, like, by the way, he, he hits hard. <laughs> yeah. He, I, this Optimus, so you had mentioned that you had tried an all-Optimus team before, but before this was released, right? Yeah. So I know you wanted to revisit it. Do you think that this guy plugs the holes you saw in that previous team? I don't know. The last team, I had two Optimus, a Bumblebee. I had three leaders on the field, three characters, you know, pretty wide team. With this Optimus, I don't know if I can get three consistent characters. Right. I'll be honest, I think... Oh, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. No, I just think the star value is so high that Mm -hmm. it's it's getting clunky. Just like we were saying with Megatron Living Weapon, Mm -hmm. it starts to get clunky at 13, and it's because that's over half your allotted stars, how do you pull this off well? This guy, I actually think, pairs better with Nemesis or Cosmos than Nemesis and Cosmos do. So the reason why is you're probably going to be running a ton of card draw cards. Well, this lets you play two card draw cards a turn. Mm -hmm. Additionally, he also helps because he's giving you that extra action every other turn by attacking and then getting to play it you end up shoring up some of the holes that you may run into running a two wide team where it's okay well they just have more guys and get to do more stuff mm-hmm. well now i get to do extra stuff too oh and yeah. he's also humongous he was definitely a thought for my shockwave inferno so instead of inferno do this optimus I just felt like they were going in opposite directions, so I wasn't, I didn't land there. But right. yeah, he's massive. And Stark is actually the player that I played against on Tabletop Simulator. He played Nemesis and this Optimus and wiped the floor with me. <laughs> yeah, nem- or, uh, Nemesis. Stark is talking about it right now, not specifically that game, but uh, he's talking about running and how much of this one excites him. Yeah. I'm really excited by this. I think everybody was when they saw it. It's definitely very fitting for this Optimus to have this sort of ability, not necessarily because of what it's doing, but the power level of it. It makes it feel cool to play Optimus Prime, mm-hmm. which I think 
everybody would have been sad if this was just a blank text box. It's like, oh, he's got big stats, but who cares? He's the leader of the Autobots. He's the face of the franchise. You need to make it a big deal. Yeah. So do you foresee – so you said you don't really have a three-team mind or a three-character team in mind for him? Uh, I haven't – I've been so focused on trying to get a Optimus team going with two Optimus Primes to take advantage of his Ion Blaster and the Matrix and all this stuff. I haven't given this Optimus – a fair shakedown. Uh, um, I believe I did a video on him, mm-hmm. and I've got some info there. I forget exactly the team that I specified with him, but yeah, I was thinking switching over to this guy for that two Optimus team, that and the starter Optimus, but then all I've got is five stars left, so it's RC or Flame War, you know? Like, yeah, I got you. So one thing uh, that you brought up before, but uh, Stark just also mentioned, this is hysterical if you do manage to flip all out attack early on with this guy. Oh, yeah, it's painful. <laughs> so, yeah, somebody's having a bad day, and it's probably not the person with Optimus and all out attack. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, any other thoughts before we move on? Uh, OP, please, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, OP. Ah. <laughs> so, we're back to. Because we have another one. This is Freedom Fighter. So, alt mode, he's a leader truck melee, 6-15-1. When you flip to this mode, repair one damage from each of your Autobots. Only, air quotes, 12 stars this time. And then in bot mode, leader melee, 5-15-2, bolt 2. So, he still has a pretty aggressive stat line when you factor in the bolt. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you'd rather have 7 base than, you know, 5 bolt 2, but can't have everything. Uh, Yeah. I'm curious, again, how the heal's going to work out. I'm very hopeful. I don't know how it's going to end up. Yeah, definitely. Repairing one is okay. Often ability is nice because then you can play repair bay and repair two then and that kind of stuff. Like, it, I find it weird that it's only Autobots. Like, I get it. It's thematic, but RC at a five cost will repair one from everyone. Right. And Optimus will repair one only from Autobots. So with this Optimus, you're obviously only going to want to do Autobots. Although that does bring up a good point of, does Optimus RC, is that a thing where you're just flipping your guys back and forth, or flipping your bots back and forth, and just healing insane amounts of damage? Is that something you see as viable? I would love to see that. I don't think it'll work, but I'd love to see it. <laughs> if, if you had, so unfortunately, he's a truck, she's a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. They're not getting, you're not getting your, um, God, now it's escaping me, the car one. The, the car that, that flips everything, you have to use rollout, basically. Yeah, um, you got to use rollout. So you don't, you don't have a whole lot of redundancy for the forced flips. Mm-hmm. So you're, it's a little tough. So it, I don't know. Maybe as we get more flip effects, that'll be a thing, and you probably want at least one more character that has some kind of healing effect built in, so that way you can be, oh, well, I'll heal my entire team for three, and then I'll do yeah. it again next turn, and you'll never kill me. Yeah. Um, maybe that'll work, given that RC and Optimus both can go on the aggro end, as we talked about before, with RC and then the stat line for this Optimus, maybe that's a thing. You know, you just outlast, and then you're putting out enough damage that you could theoretically overcome. 
I don't know. It, it feels like it's a reach and it's not going to be there yet, but maybe in the future. Yeah. I also find it interesting that this Optimus has one more health than the 13-star Optimus. Sorry, uh, Stark is uh, cracking the joke that I was thinking about. So, yeah, it is <laughs> odd that he does have a little bit extra health. Although, I... The lower stat. Yeah. yeah, they had to give him something, I think. Overall, <laughs> he has the lower ones, but, yeah, he needed a little something. Yeah. So, uh, we'll close up Optimus there, and now we got Prowl. So, he's our military strategist, and if you read the comics, uh, not a very nice guy. Um <laughs> He's a car, he's a specialist, he's a 392 for six stars, and when you flip to this mode, each of your cars gets bold two until end of turn. In bot mode, he's ranged 492. When one of your cars is KO'd, repair three from one of your other characters. So that's a pretty chunky heal. Yeah. Three is like a good amount, like we were yeah. talking about earlier. Like Three is kind of that tipping point. Where, okay, healing's not doing much. Okay, healing's doing a bit, you know? So. Yeah. I think this one, uh, at three damage, you have to be crossing some sort of break point for the damage coming in. Yeah. I would think. Um, and, if you're pairing him with a high enough health guy. Yeah, I think he partners really well with Cliff Jumper. Hmm. They both want their other cards dead. <laughs> yeah, this, which, again, ironically enough, the heroism card is going to come in, but for all the wrong reasons... <laughs> it's just, man, the, the, of all the lore victories that they had, the irony of the heroism card doing that in so many scenarios just is like, it's funny, but it's kind of a lore fail a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I think this guy probably will make car teams. It fits the aggro mold when you go to car mode. Like you said, it synergizes mm -hmm. well with cars croaking. Um, he's pretty he's solid. Even if you can't get your hands on Cliff Jumper, uh, he's still a decent play. Like right. repairing three, like we were talking about, is that threshold where it starts to get really good. Yes. Uh, since he specifies cars, you're obviously not going to see him in a lot of other things. But he is a specialist in alt mode, so we come back to those multi gear cards. And yeah, a little bit off of it. A little bit tougher to get off since he's only a specialist in one mode, but right. I still think it's worth the play. To play additional actions is just crazy good. Yeah, it's definitely something to keep in mind, because anytime you can cheat the resource system in any game, it's important, and that's yeah. what we got in this one. Yeah. So uh, after Prowl, we have the hilarious jet, which is Ramjet, because he is a <laughs> melee plane. So I just want to let that one air out for a minute, let people think about that. Uh, yeah. He is a 714-0 for 10 stars. In his bot mode, he's ranged, and he's a 4-14-2, and in both, he's a blank stat box. So I think you're playing this guy really for the alt mode. Yeah, I mean, you really want to get that 7 attack off. Right. The 0 defense will hurt, but you have 14 health, you can take a hit. Maybe even 2. Well, like, with all the health steals, such as... Uh, bombing run and all the other cards that planes have access to or slipstream. Yeah. You can make something happen and maybe he gets in a few different seven hits. He makes the most sense with slipstream mm. because it's his plane mode that actually does everything. Right. And that's what slipstream needs is for other planes to do that. So. Exactly. 
I'm not sure. Most of my plane builds did not include him, but the more I think about him, even before we started talking about it, the more he's growing on me. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them were focused on the the original Seekers or Sunstorm or getting Slipstream in there. But the fact that he's seven attack, that's just too big to ignore. Yeah. Yeah. All the other planes are great. Like, I just don't think their strength is attacking in their plane mode, unlike Ramjet here. Right. And that's what Slipstream needs, and that's why I've actually been moving away from Slipstream for plane teams and more focused on all the other planes. Now, I do think long-term he'll probably fall out of favor. Obviously, we will see more planes over yeah. time, uh, and then Slipstream will change and all the other builds will change. So I think he will get replaced, but right now Ramjet's positioned in a decent spot, I think. Yeah. Uh, so moving on from the blank text box, we got another Insecticon. It's Ransack. He's a melee Insecticon, like usual, six stars, three, eight, two. And when you flip to this mode, move two damage counters from another character to this one. Keep in mind that could be your opponent's character. Uh, yeah. In bot mode, he's a ranged Insecticon. He has a variable attack, 8 health, 3 defense, and this character's attack is equal to the number of damage counters on him. Now, you talked about him a lot before with a lot of wild combos that you could pull off for him. Yeah, I mean, basically every time we mentioned an Insecticon, I was like, ooh, Ransack does this, and it's like, that just shows how great he is. But what I really want to see is a Ransack versus Ransack moment where they're trying to steal the damage off of each other yeah. to hit harder in their bot mode. <laughs> or to, well, to also power down the other one, I guess, if you're not going yeah. to some extent. It is yeah. something that lets you theoretically have an early Energon Axe. So you can yeah. heal some damage, put it onto him, and then drop an Energon Axe on him. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that's a thing you really want to do, but then again, a six-attack alt mode, maybe, you know, that's what you got to do. Um, but I think the I still function play or something along those lines is really where this guy's going to shine. It, it does help with Energon Act if one of your other characters got damaged and you steal it off them. It's not only healing them, but damaging him. Then you can equip Energon Act before he's gotten his first attack. Yes, that, that's exactly what I mean, yeah. So you can yeah, set up like, whatever, you know, send out Scrapple but, and then heal well, his damage and then Energon Axe Ransack. Yeah, like I was talking about with Energon Axe, it's hard to get the value out of it. Ransack can get the value out of it. Exactly. Yeah, and then that's, as we said, it leads right into all of the wild combos as you do with I Still Function. Here's the question. Is this guy a locust, a grasshopper, or a cricket? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what my wife and I say. Cause I, I was showing her, I asked her that. I'm like, do you actually know? I mean, if you saw them next to each other, you could identify which one was which. But... We're talking about giant mechanical ones. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I can't tell. I'll, I'll be honest. I do not have the expertise required to determine. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go with Locust just because. I feel like it makes sense. I mean, that's kind of what the Plague of Insecticons was their episode in G1. So that, that yeah. was their theme. Um, but I'm not sure exactly which ones are supposed to be which because these were in, Ransack is one of the ones introduced later. So I'm not as familiar with them. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on from Ransack, and we got Sergeant Cup. Now, this is another blank text box on both sides, but I think he, if this is a thing, he'll probably see play. Uh, so he's a truck that's ranged. He's a 383 at seven stars in alt mode. And in bot mode, he's a 581 range character. 
who is unfortunately missing his Saigar, which I know is another comic reference, but <laughs> he has in the comics he has this giant robot stogie. <laughs> which is hilarious. And there's a story reason. It's not just he has a cigar. There's a story reason for it. But in any case, um, I think if trucks exist as a thing, he probably has to be on there just to, to squeeze the extra characters in, maybe? I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Because when you compare him to Ironhide, Ironhide is one star less, has one health less, and in bot mode, has one less attack, one higher defense. So it's one of those things where every time I've talked to someone about Sergeant Cup, they're like, oh, Ironhide's better. Right. And Ironhide also has his gun. So it's, yeah. it's tough. I want Cup to be good. I agree. Cup was awesome in the classic movie. Yep. I want him to be good. And I just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's the, the focal point of a truck team. I think he's just the third filler character, or if you can, I don't know off the top of my head if you can squeeze four. I'm pretty sure you can't, but if you could, he would probably be the fourth one. Um, yeah, maybe. It's, trucks didn't get the support cars did, so it's kind of, well, why am I playing a truck if I'm not playing cars? And they're trying to ride that middle ground of between the aggressive cars and the defensive tanks, and then yeah. I guess the over-the-top planes. Uh, and they don't really have a niche right now, as far as I can mm-hmm. tell, unfortunately. But you're absolutely right. That is, his stats leave much to be desired. Maybe the three defense in alt mode matters. Eh, that eight health is scary. I guess it's because he's an old man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, moving on from Cup, we got Skywarp. So he's the lowest star cost plane. He's plane ranged. 4-8-2 in alt mode, and when you flip to this mode, each player reveals the top card of their deck, so you get a little bit of intel. In bot mode, he's a 4-8-2 ranged character. When this defends and you flip at least one white pip, you may choose one of your other characters. If you do, damage from this attack is done to that character instead. So he gets to teleport out of the way and goes, surprise, it's a lookout block for those of you that play football. Yeah. Uh-oh, look out, here he comes. I, so. I think you just exist to make those wider plane teams. Um, I don't think you're really going to like build an all-white pip team to try and, or list to make the uh, other ability go off consistently. Yeah, no, that's, that's something that it goes off, it might save your character. If it doesn't, you lose them. Like, it, treat it as a bonus. You can't be banking on that ability going off. Like. I really think he just exists to make the wider team so you can drain one more off of something or, you know, one of those sort of effects. I, I think his alt mode ability actually has uses, but oh, yeah. a lot of comments on my video was it's a pointless ability that's not needed. It could have been blank, and it's like, well, it's better than a blank. At least there's something, and people are like, yeah, I don't care. It could have been blank, and... I don't know. I still like it. I still think it's important information that may lead to certain decisions yeah, that you I may not otherwise make. I'm surprised people said that because, look, it's not when he attacks. It's when you flip. So you flip to that mode, and it will matter in a, a significant number of games whether your opponent has multiple blue pips defending or yeah. will have multiple whatever. You know, if they have a white pip or a blue pip on top, because if it's an orange, well, it's going to go away, you know, so you don't have to worry about it on the defensive side. Uh, but it is something that's relevant because that could change which targets you choose to attack. Yeah. 
uh, or, you know, which targets you're moving damage to. Because if you're, oh, I have exact, oh, he has a double blue on top of his deck. Well, that changes your math. Yeah. And one turn like that, whiffing one turn, can be significant. So I don't think it's a dead ability. And I, like I said, I'm surprised people took it that way. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. It's a great ability. Yeah. Maybe not, you know, a must-play and everything, except planes, because you got to have a star of planes. Exactly, yeah. I know. mean, don't don't get me wrong. I'm not writing home and going, this is the greatest thing since, you know, it, it's not right. that good. But it it has a function. And Stark, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Stark. He's basically saying the same thing we are, like, if they have double blue, you, your game plan is probably changing some, yeah. in some way. So I think that wraps it up for Skywarp. What do you think? Yeah. All right. So next we got Slipstream, who we referenced a lot. Uh, unfortunately, the promo cards, they had a different format when I pulled them down from Facebook, so I apologize for people out there looking at it. Slipstream is, again, one of the promos. So she's eight stars, a 313-2 ranged plane, when one of your planes attacks, move one damage counter from it to the defender. So you are a little limited where the damage goes. And then in yeah. bot mode, she's a 313-1 ranged. And when this attacks and you flip at least three different battle icons, she gets plus three attack until end of turn. I highly doubt that will ever happen. <laughs> I, I've seen it happen. I mean, it's law of averages kind of thing, but I don't know. unless When there are more blue-orange cards, I'll pay more attention to it, but I, it's one of those I think you have to play with the assumption it's not going to occur. As long as you flip a white in one of your first two, your chances increase quite a bit. That is true. Uh, but I feel you're really playing her for the alt-mode ability, like you were referencing yeah. earlier. Um, but you're saying that in your experience it hasn't been all that fantastic? So, the bot mode ability is a great last chance, like, I just gotta get big KO, hopefully, move, where the alt mode ability is a slow drip of damage, but my issue with it is, it's when your planes attack, and all the planes we have in their bot mode are not planes, so they don't trigger this ability, and everyone except Ramjet is a better attacker in their bot mode. It's a good point. And that's, to go back to an idea I floated earlier, the, the non-combat damage plane deck. So you focus a lot on out-of-combat damage with photon bombs, with bombing runs, with moving the damage with these sort of effects, and then try and bleed your opponent down, and then maybe you can close it out with, you flip to bot mode with slipstream and try and get that, that chunky damage when they're in range. Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing, but that's the... The 10,000-foot strategy. <laughs> and really quickly, just to let people know, Starscream Scheming Second Command is also better in plane mode when attacking because he has bold one. In bot mode, he has tough one. But, I mean, he's practically the same stats across the board. So Yeah. You're basically going to run a three-plane team. It's usually Slipstream, Starscream, slash Sunstorm in one slot, Thundercracker in another, and then Skywarp. Um, you may be able to swap some of those, but, you know, you have your high end, your medium, and then Skywarp. Yeah. And I want it to work. I don't know if it's going to. So that's why I was leaning into the really weird strategy of going, you know, no battle pips or, you know, out of combat damage stuff. I don't know if it'll work. Yeah, no, I'd be interested to see that. Yeah, I definitely want to shuffle it up, but I, right now it feels like cars or Dinobots is probably going to tear it apart. But <laughs> we'll have to see. 
so moving on from Slipstream, we have Starstream. So this is the Air Commander variant. He's a leader plane range, 313-1 in alt mode, 11 stars. When you flip to this mode, do damage to an enemy equal to the number of other planes you have. In bot mode, he's a ranged leader, 413-2 with bold 2. So like you said, he attacks better in uh, bot mode, but he does get that direct damage, which will unfortunately probably only be 2 in alt mode. Yeah, I I prefer Starscream in a this Starscream in a plane team because of that ability. Uh, just extra free damage. Like, that, that's not bad. And uh, the only tough part is you got to make sure your other characters are in plane mode. Right. That That's kind of difficult, but... Yeah, going yeah. to... Actually, Stark said something to a different point, but uh, it's the same... Amounts to the same, where if you have multiple characters that want to be flipping back and forth all the time, it makes it super complicated. Yeah. And unfortunately, planes did not get a... They only have access to rollout. Yeah. So you're you're doing it the hard way, trying to transform them, and uh, I I don't know. It, <laughs> it, it's going to be a challenge. Um, I do have the same concerns you do, where the damage output seems surprisingly low, given they're all fighter jets. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No. The most the best lineup I've seen, and the most interesting lineup I've seen was Sunstorm. Skywarp and Thundercracker. Sunstorm, Skywarp, and Thundercracker. Okay. Because Sunstorm has, like, the best defense. But we'll get to them later. But yeah. Yeah, like, Starscream, as much as I love Starscream, and I think Air Commander is the better Starscream for a plain deck. Yeah. Like, I just feel like he falls a little short. Two guaranteed damage is great, though. I mean, it's a no-pip card. Like. Right. And compared to Dark Mount, it doesn't cost you any cards, either. Yeah. So it's definitely something it's worth looking into just by virtue of what it does. Yeah. I'm curious to see if the if there's a rock, paper, scissors where, you know, because there's a lot of out-of-combat damage for planes, so you would think they'll be better against low-health targets, so say cars. But mm-hmm. then something a little tankier, like tanks, are going to be able to soak that damage. Or Well, they have a lot of low health, too. Uh, but something that has higher health, planes are not going to be as good against that beats planes. But then that deck maybe loses to cars because of the go-wide strategy. Yeah. It's possible that's how it'll shake out. I don't know. It, maybe planes need a little more support. But, or just uh, a little bit more time for people to figure it all out. Yeah, absolutely. Because they are going to be a... They're definitely going to have more decisions. It's not as obvious on how to construct them. So moving on to the next star screen, Scheming Second in Command... He's, again, a leader range plane, 514-1, bold one, only 10 stars in alt mode. In bot mode, he's a ranged leader, 514-1, tough one. So like you said, he's a little more aggressive in his, I guess, attack mode when he's in alt mode, uh, a little more tanky in his bot mode. But you think this one's better, I guess, in general, if you wanted to just throw Starscream on a team? If you want Slipstream, I think this Starscream makes more sense. Right. The other Starscream, yeah, he's got that ability, but you want to focus more on doing damage. So I think this Starscream mainly specializes in being a 10-star character that maybe fits with just other Decepticons or something like that. Like, I don't right. think this Starscream's found its place yet mm-hmm. in all the decks that people have been talking about, but 
five attack is nothing to you know skimp on. Yeah, that's a good stat, and the bold and the tough will get better with time. Yeah, so. although the ten stars is a lot, it's not oppressively a lot. You know, when you get to twelve and thirteen, I think that's where it, you really start restricting your options. But yeah. with ten, you still have fifteen to spare. You can come up with some other configurations. I mm-hmm. think the the previous star stream with Slipstream, because they both want things in plane mode, maybe that makes the planes happen. Since we were talking about not a lot of flipping, this one you probably want to be flipping more frequently, depending on what the scenario requires. I yeah, I don't it, know. it'll come down to play style for the most part. And that's what, what I like about these star screens is that there's really no, you know, this one's the obvious better one. It's both like, okay, well, this one can do these things, this one can do these things. What am I going for? Yeah. I think we hit with the previous one another design point where they must have said at some point, okay, three damage, direct damage is just too much. We yeah. can't do it. Just like three healing is kind of where it starts getting really good. Three direct damage seems like it would be bonkers, so that's why it has other and you have a heavy star cost. Yeah. Presumably, we'll eventually see Power Glide or some other low-cost planes, but uh, for now, we're kind of stuck with the three wides, and maybe Star Screams are going to be riding the pine. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. So, uh, moving on from that one, we have Sunstorm, who I really like this guy because he does spawn his own sort of deck, uh, potentially. So, he's a ranged plane, 3-14-3, 11 stars, and when you flip to this mode, alt mode, and you have fewer than three cards in hand, Draw cards equal to the difference, so you go up to three cards. Whereas in bot mode, he's arranged with a variable attack, 14 health, one defense, and his attack is equal to the number of cards you have in hand. Obviously, the two modes synergize with each other to try and keep him up, but I, I like this guy not necessarily in plain decks, although obviously he could exist there. I like him with Slipstream, if you're going for a plain deck. Mm-hmm. Outside of a plane deck, it's, I don't know, like, for 11 costs, I feel like I can get someone with just a solid attack stat, where Sunstorm, to be competitive with that other 11 cost, I'm going to have to somehow get them a bit higher and hold on to cards. Where Slipstream, I like them with Slipstream because if I'm using Slipstream's ability, I don't need to play as many cards so I can hold on to them, and then once I've got plenty of cards to do a big attack, I can flip and hit with his bot mode. So And that makes sense. I if you're looking at him outside of a plane deck, he probably needs to hit seven attack. So seven cards in hand for you to really because otherwise you could pay one star more get, say, Nemesis. Yeah, or, or Inferno. Yeah. Anything yeah. along those lines. And if he's in a plane deck, you probably need five to six, I think, to be on par with other planes. So mm-hmm. I'm, I like the, the flip into alt mode so that you can keep refilling. Anytime where something says draw cards, especially multiple cards, you're going to be excited about it. I just don't know. I love the idea, and it got me excited about, oh, well, I can pump them up to, you know, 25 attack. Except, yeah, that, yeah what are the odds that that's actually going to happen? Yeah. So I, I have him in that high plane slot in my plane builds. I'm not sure if he's really going to stay there. Well, I don't have him right now, so he's clearly not in there. But when I eventually get him, uh, I'm not sure if he's going to be the one or it's going to be a star scream, but we'll have to see what the the tape tells us later on. Mm -hmm. 
so next plane, Thundercracker, one of the originals. So he's a ranged plane, 412-1. When you flip to this mode, do two damage to a melee enemy, he's eight stars. In bot mode, he's ranged, 512-1. When you play an action, he gets plus one attack until end of turn. So I love this guy for the flavor because his original tech spec was that he just hates people who can't fly. He just hates <laughs> them. So the, the alt mode definitely makes sense. He also is a super awesome character in the comics. Mm-hmm. So if you get the chance, any of the stories with Thundercracker, it, they're all fantastic. And he has a really cool arc. So do you like this guy in general or do you just like him on planes? Would you play him outside of that? I, I like him. Uh, his alt mode is awesome. That doing two damage to a melee enemy, it's great when you're playing against melee. Right. When you're not, it's, it hurts. Like, uh, yesterday at the draft, player was playing Thundercracker and I was playing Specialist, so no melee. And he flips, he's like, two day, oh, never mind. <laughs> I was like, yep, you gotta watch out for that. And what I find hilarious is Thundercracker's bot mode is, I mean, I kept talking about Brainstorm being, you play an action to let you play two other actions, so it's basically you get to play two actions, but no, Thundercracker would actually take advantage of that the most. Right. And you can power him up quite a bit with Brainstorm. So do you have, I mean, it sounds like you already have a list in mind, and I definitely have some as well. Do you have a video in the wings for a Thundercracker-centric build? I did a video on Thundercracker, but then we got a bunch of cards revealed, so a lot of that information told. Um, but not yet. I'm still trying to figure out if planes are going to work, because if planes are going to work, I think Thundercracker is the key to making planes work. Right. For a lot of mine that I've been theory crafting, they are actually, I mean, yes, he's on plane builds, but he's also a build of his own because of exactly mm-hmm. what you were describing with Brainstorm of, okay, now he's an eight cost or an eight star cost character with an eight attack. Yeah. And can we do more? You know, if you use the, uh, if you have a specialist, you can use the multi-gear to play another one and make them even bigger. Or what if one of those is a leap into battle? Or what if it's, you know, all the possibilities start racking up. And I think there's a lot of potential there, even outside of a plane build. Although, there's no reason you can't do that in a plane build as well. I mean, we were talking about, you know, ranged characters early, and can they be their own team? Right. And it's, it's looking like it. You know, there's plenty of good ranged characters out there. Maybe not a lot of ranged support, but a lot of good ranged characters. Maybe you can just make a team just of range that don't have anything else in common. Absolutely. There's a potential that you could just like goodstuff.deck and just throw a bunch of good bots together. And yeah. they may not necessarily synergize the way, you know, cars do or tanks do or whatever, but their individual power level is enough to carry the day. Yeah. So I really like Thundercracker overall. I love the character in general, and I think that this guy is somebody that you'll probably see at tables a lot, one way or another. Uh, so moving on from there, let's talk about Wheeljack, one of our last characters. So he is another car. He's a specialist. He is a 413-2 for nine stars. When you upgrade one of your cars, draw a card, then scrap a card from your hand. It's not a may. Keep that in mind. So his bot mode is a melee. 513-1, and while you have a weapon in your scrap pile, it has bolt 3. 
I love it because of the way it interacts with the scrap pile. It's definitely unique compared to a lot of other cards because it actually cares mm-hmm. what's in there. Uh, you could theoretically mess with an opponent running this guy if you can somehow force a reshuffle, you know, with yeah. a uh, system reboot. If for some reason that you know messes with their math, uh, I don't know what the exact car configurations are going to look like, but I would, if you can squeeze them in, I don't see a reason not to run Wheeljack. Yeah, Wheeljack's pretty good. I I basically read his bot mode ability as he has bold three. Yeah, <laughs> it's so easy to get cards in the scrap and all that. Like, I don't think it'll be a struggle to get a weapon in your scrap pile. And at the draft, someone used Wheeljack for their card draw. Sure, they had to scrap a card, but they're just going to scrap something they don't need. Probably a weapon. <laughs> Probably a if, weapon. If you have the option. And, yeah. And it worked pretty well for him. Uh, but, I don't know, nine stars, decent stats. 13 health is a lot. Yeah. I'm just, it's one of those things where I'm not feeling the wow factor from him. You don't think a, a potential eight attacker is, <laughs> just by himself is, is wowing you enough? Cars aren't going to be stacking orange battle icons like Dinobots are. Mm. So that bold three is really, you know, it could be five, it could be eight, it could be anything in between. We have no idea. Let's see what happens. That is true. Uh, it's going to depend on the exact configuration. I, and again, I don't know what the exact car lineup is going to be because there are, so, and it's a good and a bad thing. There are so many different options that it's very mm-hmm. open at this point. All the, if you had access to everything, probably the only definite is Cliff Jumper, and then it's kind of how do you want it to play from there. Yeah. I don't know offhand if there are enough weapons that grant orange pips to try and do that math real quick so that that way you can guarantee the orange pips to feed the bolt three but also have enough weapons to chuck into the discard pile so that you can keep it fed. Uh, Or maybe it won't matter. Maybe just the bolt three and the fact that he's a base six attack is enough. Yeah. Because I, I, I would anticipate that at least six is probably, you can assume six, I think. Mm-hmm. So I definitely would keep an eye on Wheeljack. He's also a specialist, so that ties into stuff. Um, I guess maybe if Power Sword is a thing, he's melee, you can hand that to him. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so speaking I, I, of, oh, good. I like the idea of Wheeljack, Prowl, and Cliff Jumper all together. It, there's a lot of, like, Based off cars only stuff, but I just think there's a lot of synergy between those three characters that will lead to some crazy turns. Right. No, I I could definitely see that. Cars are definitely going to be all over the place, so I'm sure we will have a lot of data to tell us very shortly which ones are the appropriate ones for what yeah. areas. <laughs> Stark is saying the cars are the Mario, the Transformers TCG. I can kind of see that. Yeah. Uh, so our next one is another car, Cliff Jumper. He's one of the promos. Uh, he's a melee car, five twelve two. When you flip uh, one of your other cars to bot mode, draw a card, and he's eight stars. Now in bot mode, he's ranged five twelve two, and this has plus one for each car in your KO area. So maybe you don't want to be flipping those quite so uh, frivolously. 
Well, one thing that I like is I Still Function will give you that last chance to, oh, this guy was knocked down bot mode when I wasn't expecting it. Okay, I Still Function, bring him back, let's flip. Sure, I'll get an attack off with him, but when he goes back, Cliff Jumper will be stronger. Yep. It, uh... <laughs> This guy falls into the same category when we're talking about a bunch of the other uh, con-exclusive cards. I'm not a huge fan of it being there. I sincerely hope it gets a reprint in some capacity and yeah. soon because it's going to feel bad to if there's a local event and you show up and it's like, oh, I got my card deck. I bought a, a bunch of stuff. I'm playing whichever ones. And then your opponent sits down with a card deck and they have Cliff Jumper and have a huge advantage because Cliff Jumper's attack is gigantic. Yeah. Um, I certainly think you can play without him. It's not that he is 100% required. The decks will still be good, but I have a hard time believing that they won't be better running Cliffjumper. Yeah, anytime I think about cards, I just think it's better with Cliffjumper. Absolutely. Uh, there's not a whole lot to say about him because he, I mean, he feeds everything. He's going to be gigantic. It, he, he is the backbone of the deck. He's got draw engine in his alt mode. He's got you know, strong attack for last stands, like the legendary Bumblebee, like, uh, he's, he's like a mini legendary Bumblebee, in my opinion. Like, he's yeah. so good that it's hard to see a build without him. Right. But people will be forced to do that. Yeah, he's going to definitely define what the other decks in the format are by virtue of, okay, well, you have to be this tall to ride this ride. You need yeah. to figure out how do I deal with Cliff Jumper and cards, and then, okay, I can now move on to the next step because you're going to see this guy and he's going to show up a lot. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of Bumblebee, this is one of the ones we missed earlier. Uh, it's Brave Warrior. He's a leader car melee. 392, six stars. When you flip to his alt mode, each of your characters gets pierced one. Pretty basic. Uh, in his bot mode, he's leader melee, 492, and tough one. Uh, there's not a whole lot to say about him, but he is a low, uh, low star cost. He, the Pierce is definitely relevant. You were saying earlier that you like this guy better than the uh, the middle Bumblebee, we'll call it. Yeah, the greatest guy. Yeah, Bumblebee, it, from the starter deck here, is just more like guaranteed information. He's a leader. He's a car. He's got melee. Those all lead into awesome tools where the greatest scout is missing the leader tag. The stat line for Bumblebee is kind of average for his star cost, but I love that his bot mode, his stronger attack mode, uh, also has tough one to increase his defense possibly, right. and his alt mode gives pierce to everyone, very a team-centric ability that even if you're not attacking with him, you could still use it in some fashion. Right. Yeah, it's definitely something that you could squeeze in and a reasonable card, so as we were talking about those car lists that are going to have to go without for Cliff Jumper. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's unreasonable to play this guy. You're obviously going to want to you know, swap him out and upgrade him as you gain access to more cards, I would think. But you're not going to hate yourself for sitting down and plopping this Bumblebee on the board. Yeah, like, we talk about some of these characters being kind of generic. I think Bumblebee is kind of generic, but he's a good generic. He's He's so generic that he really does fit with anything. Right. Which I guess is appropriate for one of the evergreen characters, that he, he does fit that mold and he can show up anywhere. I'm not sure if, if the alt mode is supposed to be a beetle. 
it, it kind of looks like it, just the angle makes it look weird. Yeah. I'm not, it, I feel like it's supposed to be a beetle, but it's just, I don't know, when I'm looking at it, 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 it doesn't quite fit right for me in my Probably mind, just my like mind. trying to, trying to, uh, you know, kind of hide the design so you think it's the the bumblebee you grew up with no matter what era you're from. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Which, if you think about it, <laughs> there are people who grew up on the live-action movies now. That is nostalgic yeah. for them. It's been over 10 years since the first one. Yeah. It's a little scary to think about. <laughs> yes, we are getting old. Death is slowly approaching. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. The inexorable march of time, the eventual heat death of the universe. Yeah. Um, so we're back on trucks after Bumblebee. So we got Arnhard. Uh He's a melee truck, 373, six stars. He's ranged in bot mode, 472, nada for the text box. Uh, like you said, he's ultimately better than Cup overall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's going to be in your truck builds. Uh, that's about all I got. I, <laughs> oh, uh, so I was actually able to go see the classic Transformers movie in theaters recently. Nice. Uh, and brought my wife with me, and I think it was her first time seeing the movie. Okay. And so right in the beginning, Ironhide has some great dialogue and everything. Yeah. And my wife, like, you know, laughs at, you know, dissect the chops and everything that he says, you know. <laughs> yeah. and All the classic B-80s dialogue. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, my flabby, I'm kind of smiling about this character. I've got to watch her. And, yeah. You know, he, he transforms, he takes off. I'm just in there like, I know he dies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I know this, there's a gruesome scene coming up where he gets shot. And, yep. Oh, boy. <laughs> Spoiler alert for anybody out there. Yeah, it's... Um, Kids yeah. grow up fast with that movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were talking about that at our release event, how um, allegedly the rumor is that Hasbro, way back when, had changed the G.I. Joe movie, which came out after Transformers. They uh-huh. changed part of the plot line because they made so many kids cry in the Transformers movie. <laughs> so Duke was supposed to die... But at the last second in G.I. Joe, he survives. You know, they, they call in, oh, Duke is going to be okay. And it's like, I just watched that guy take a snake to the heart. Like, <laughs> he's dead. Like, no, you're not surviving that. And suppose, allegedly, the rumor is that it's because Transformers really just, you know, was that horrific moment for so many people, and so many people left the theater. I, I, I understand that completely. Yeah. But that movie, like, was a lot of my childhood. And if they nerfed a lot of those deaths, I, maybe it wouldn't be as big of a part of my childhood. You know? Yeah. I, I understand the business perspective of why they did it. Uh, and I think it did, you know, it makes it a more compelling movie. Uh, yeah. It does make it a little weird given how inept the Decepticons are up to that point. Uh, that they just show up and then it's just a slaughter but (laughs) it is what it is Uh, starts as a good point in there that uh, I do like him also as the grizzled old veteran Uh, but yeah it is kind of tough coming back to the game that it's hard to justify him on a team obviously he's in there in trucks he has his laser I don't know Yeah, he, he leaves a lot to be desired and I just hope we get a better iron high going forward he is a cool character yeah. in the comics. Uh, it takes him a little yeah. while to get going, but he does have 
some interesting arcs. Yeah, he's a decent character to have in the starter set. You know, he's very iconic for the classic Gen 1 players, and, you know, you got to have that truck-car synergy in that deck with Optimus and Bumblebee, so... So did you have an Ironhide toy, a G1? Or have you ever no. seen one? No, I uh, know that they were kind of messed up in the beginning, weren't they? So they just actually released, uh, not just, but recently released a masterpiece version of the toy. It looks nothing like Ironhide. Like, if you Google <laughs> Ironhide G1 toy, anybody out there listening, Google G1 Ironhide. You know, be careful with Google Image Search. That's always the rule. But <laughs> look for G1 <laughs> Ironhide toys and look at that bot mode, and it, it it's just, it's a, a nightmare. <laughs> it's a nightmare, if you would say. And they just released a masterpiece that is very faithful to the toy, which is funny because while I love G1 Transformers and I love a lot of the toys, a lot of them were not great toys. <laughs> Let's just face it. We didn't know any better as kids, but yeah. looking at something I have on my desk now, this little Cosmos that I showed everybody earlier, or even this little tailgate that I got here, or you know any of the other ones I can pick up, like a dozen other ones that are on my desk, uh, <laughs> they are way infinitely better than the old ones. I love the old ones. Yeah. Come on. They have like maybe arms and, and head movement, and that's it on a lot of them. <laughs> But anyway, uh, so after Ironhide, we're back to... I am Optimus Prime. Uh, I like this one because the card draw, he's a leader truck range, 310-2, seven stars. When you flip to this mode, draw a card, and his mm -hmm. bot mode is a range leader, 310-2, bold one. So not super exciting, you're not setting the world on fire, but I like the card draw. I think it's a good starter card. Were you including him on your all Optimus team? Uh, yeah, he was the second Optimus for uh, my double Optimus team, and finding a third character was Bumblebee before, but if I go with the 13-star Optimus with this guy, I can't fit Bumblebee, so it's got to be Flamewater or RC, so I'm not sure how I'm going to go about this, mm -hmm. but yeah, this is another character that's just solid. Right. He's got card draw, he's got bold one. That, the same stats on either side, which I adore, because it's so much easier of, well, do I want to draw a card, or do I want bold one? And exactly. less of, okay, I'll have bold one, but minus defense, and plus this, and would I have that? And He's very simple, easy to understand, and easy to play. It's a great starter card, like you, from what you're saying, because it, it makes it a lot easier to get into the game, learn everything about it, and how everything interacts, because, like you said, it's one less thing to worry about when you're flipping back and forth. I do, oh, go ahead. I, I do hope that anyone that is getting into this game buys a star deck and is like, yeah, this is fun, I want to get in more. I hope the first rare card they pull is Ion Blaster of Optimus Prime. Oh, because yeah. that turns Optimus from three attack, two defense, kind of whatever, to five attack, three defense. And now he's a monster. That's hitting harder than Shockwave's Bot or uh, yeah, bot mode. Yeah. What? Like a seven star doing that? Yeah. That is why I wanted to build a team with him. Yeah. And that's where I hope that's everyone's first rare card that they pull. That that is a really good point. And one thing I want to draw attention to because this caught me by surprise. His alt mode is ranged. <laughs> what? <laughs> why? 
I I'm just imagining that's like windshield wiper fluid, you know, that you just shoot things. I got nothing. I mean, people. The original Optimus toy, you know, you had roller and you had all this stuff in the trailer and all this other. So I I get it. He's also a transformer. You could just have a gun pop out or whatever. But when somebody played Rapid Ascent, and I'm like, okay, so it's for the defense. And he goes, no, you discard. I'm like, wait, what? And I had to pick it up and read it. <laughs> it was like, you're killing me. What? What is this? Yeah. yeah. Stark is saying he flashes his brights at you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's three damage. There yeah. it is. But it's just, yeah, that, that one legitimately caught me by surprise. And I've been playing card games long enough that I should know, just read the card, double check. Not yeah. that there was much I could do about it, because, you know, it's on his turn, he played Rapid Ascent, it happened, whatever. But mm-hmm. I should have been aware that it was ranged, and I wasn't, and it was just, it never occurred to me that the truck mode for Optimus Prime would be ranged. Yeah. So, in any case, <laughs> I really do like this Optimus. I, I think it's a, a great card. I think it, even in the all-Optimus team, so the, the one's 13. What is the, the start cost for the other one? We already went over it. Now, 12. Uh, 12. So you could play the other two and ignore this one, theoretically. Yeah, then you got a two-character team. We went over all the two-character stuff, so I won't rehash it, but it, that is a concern. Yeah. But at the same time, the abilities on those other two, while these are solid, both the stats and the abilities, I feel, outclass this one, even though mm-hmm. this one has ranged on both modes. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I do want to try it. And that's one thing that yeah. has me excited, and we were saying in our release event, that it's been a while, basically since I played the WoW TCG, I think, where it's, I want to try everything. I want to play all these things. Yeah. It got me really excited where it's like, no, I really do want to try this and just see if it works. Maybe it'll suck. I don't know, but I want to try it out. Yeah. yeah. And there's so many different combinations that just seem viable where it's not like, oh, well, if you're playing that character, you have to play this character. It's like, well, no, I can play these characters and this can be thrown in there and Exactly. Oh, boy, where's this going? There's a lot, and because of all those things, and Stark is bringing it up, too, because people inherently shortcut things mentally, there's a lot of, you'll gloss over things like the ranged on Optimus, and then you'll come back to him and go, wait, so if he's ranged, I could do, and then that happens, and then this works, and it'll all come together. So I'm yeah. excited to, to play more games with this. So moving on from Optimus, one of our last cards is Red Alert. So this one's maybe not the most exciting one to close out with, but he is pretty decent. Blank text box mm-hmm. in both mode. He's a ranged car, 3102, six stars. Bot mode, he's ranged 5100. So we got the glass cannon for the car team. Yeah, he's uh, impressive. I'm impressed that they put this in the starter deck. Why do you say that? Zero defense. That, well, no, I think nothing they're teaching the... people early. What Everything means. in the starter deck has two defense. Right. Except Ironhide, who goes up to three in alt mode. Mm. Putting something with zero defense, something you actually have to think about really hard when using him, I'm impressed he's in the starter deck. I appreciate you know? it because it is something that's worth teaching people early. You know, yeah. okay, you need to pay attention to that blue spot. And you yeah. got to balance it. So it, it'll take some time with the starter deck to get used to it as compared to Optimus where it's whatever. I'll flip between modes. Who cares? Mm-hmm. This one, okay, there is a trade-off. I get more attack. So it's plus two attack but minus two defense when you yeah. transform. So 
I appreciate, like, I get what you're saying. It is good that they included it. Uh, do in, you, oh, go ahead. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think Red Alert will see a lot of play okay. with other card decks. I have seen a lot of people be excited about running him, and I'll be honest, I was a little surprised by that. I think we're on the same page with it. That is that the best use of your stars? Yeah. And I, I have a hard time believing that it is. And again, you I could be wrong, but I, I you, don't know. You can fit Autobot Jazz there. Yeah. You can fit Prowl there. You can fit Bumblebee there, which I think is a better play anyways. Yeah. So. The, yes, the five attack is good. Uh, I'm not, it, five attack is where things start going, okay, I'm going to sit up and start taking notice. At least that's my mental threshold there. Because three yeah. and four is okay, that's whatever. There are reasonable defenses that are almost going to invalidate it on its own. At five, it's okay, I'm going to get through for a decent amount. Maybe if I throw Pierce on there, you know. Um, but like you said, I could just instead play even the starter Bumblebee and get some mm-hmm. text that matters. So I'm not yeah. not super excited about it. Uh, I see uh, Red Alert and Jetfire for 16 points. Oh, well, you need a nine point that's a red and white character. Oh, you got him. Yeah. There you go, Team Red White. We're good to go. Stark, I expect a full report as soon as you uh, get back to your desk. And uh, if you can get that to me by the end of the day tomorrow, that'd be great. Um, that's actually, I love the various themes. Pick a theme, it's there for this game. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is. You can even have your color schemes matching. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that actually concludes all of the cards. It only took us like a hundred hours. Yeah, my wife's not happy. <laughs> I apologize for that. I apologize, Mrs. TCG Rollout. Um, <laughs> sorry about keeping them for so long. So I won't keep you any longer. Thank you, everybody out in the stream. We're going to try and get this up on YouTube so people who didn't get a chance to see it can see it there. Uh, definitely check out TCG Rollout. Go head over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button when you find them. He's posting videos. I'm sure we'll see more in the near future. Uh, what's your, One a day. Yep. One a day. Where, uh, aside from there, where should people find you, or what else do you have coming up? Um, also, just check out Twitter, at TCG Rollout, because I post all the latest information that you need for Transformers TCG, uh, whether it's card reveals or any news uh, rule updates or announcements, anything like that, I will retweet the Twitter, the official Transformers Twitter, post my initial thoughts, all that stuff. So check out the YouTube and check out the Twitter. Awesome. Well, I appreciate having you on. Again, I apologize that we kept you so late. I knew it was going to be a long one. I didn't think it would be this long. Uh, yeah, yeah. No got, worries. Got super excited about this. We'll definitely have to get you back on, but maybe we'll... Uh, We'll refine it a little bit more so we can do it in more bite-sized chunks rather than uh, inhale all of Thanksgiving in, in one bite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, thanks, thank you, Landon, over at TCG Rollout. Thank you to everybody in the stream. We really appreciate it. And uh, have a good night, everybody. Check in next time for some more random thoughts. <laughs>